Um, how is everyone tonight? It is pre-Halloween. <laughs> it's Halloween Eve. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 what what the fuck did they call this in that Rocket Power episode? Uh, uh, Devil's Night, something like that. <laughs> is it oh Mischief Night? Is that so, what you're talking about? Mischief Night, Mischief yes. Night. Mischief That's what they called it in Rocket Power. <laughs> <laughs> I am tragically, I'm tragically not getting up to any mischief tonight, except for like I might like. <laughs> okay, this is this is very funny oh to me. So so. My parents, um, you know, I'm living at home and my parents mm. don't want me to smoke inside, which I can totally, mm-hmm. you know, I get that. Totally get that. Um, but also I like don't want to be like seen by my parents walking downstairs and going outside. So what I've been mm-hmm. doing lately is <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm dying to know. Please, please. Yeah, you can't you, go you back how, now. <laughs> you remember how, okay. What was Clarissa Explains It All's friend's name? What was, oh, her, what Sam. was that little freaking Sam. Sam. Yes. You know how you know how he would like just climb up the, uh-huh. the ladder and like stick his head in the window for half the episode uh-huh. for, for like I'm doing that but backwards sticking my <laughs> upper body out the window <laughs> onto like the roof <laughs> just blasting fat clouds. <laughs> so, so that's the mischief I'm getting up to. Today. So we're a place for the Rogers so- house to have a chimney. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that reminds me so me and my roommate are moving from our apartment soon mm-hmm. we're moving from oh, downtown god. st paul to like like we're literally moving in 15 days <laughs> oh god <laughs> it's so crazy like this happened the, so the end fast. the end of schlock the end of schlocktober could not have come fast enough i know real. right but so we're moving into a place that has uh, five units from a place that has 12 units so who's smoking weed is going to be narrowed significantly um and so we're going to have to be a, and also this it's this unit we love it. like we love the fact that it's like there's like communal spaces for the tenants and like a backyard and a grill and a fire pit like we can all like you know like whatever like i like i like the idea of knowing your neighbors you know especially right. because yeah, like, yeah. if you ever get murdered they would know if you're gone <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, um, convenient. It, it is convenient. Um, <laughs> but on the other hand, when I was so when we were when we toured the place yesterday, we read I parked right next to a drug free school zone sign. Oh boy! And uh, as I watched a mother with two young children walk into the building, <laughs> so, we're gonna see how we operates in that location <laughs> just blame just blame the mom for smoking fat clouds i guess so well what if she's the one anyway anyway so my goal was i was talking with my, my current roommate right now i mean we're gonna move together um and i was like so i think we should just make a really good impression up front <laughs> we should just like offer people casseroles and everything and be like we're normal we just we're get normal. baked sometimes. <laughs> we bake and we get baked Yes, exactly, exactly. Just give, exactly. Br- br- bring them some banana bread and be like, we, we bake. <laughs> just be like, just be like, we bake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Come by yeah. our place. Come by. Come by our place if you ever want to bake. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, we've made edibles before as well. So <laughs> yeah, like, listen, when you when you've got kids in the house, you can't be smoking. Mom's got to get her fix somehow. Uh-huh. Totally, totally. I mean, the mischief so, I'm getting up to tonight is Fallon is going to make some funny snacks. Uh, so I might I might help <laughs> yes, out with yes, that. Yes. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, those, I know those you, will I know, happen. I know I know that you I know what you mean. But I'm also <laughs> just pick, I'm also just really enjoying the idea of like I, I don't know like cookies shaped like the poop emoji. 
or or yeah, or like I'm, I was I was among us like among M&M us shaped brownies. I was I meant like imagining M M&M and M cookies with funny faces made with like the M and M's. Oh shit! You know what I think would be? A, you know what I think would be like a Christmas a stocking stuffer that would sell like gangbusters? Oh god! Mm. Among Us wire co- uh, c- cookie cutter. Ooh! Oh yeah! Ooh, yeah. <laughs> That's an Etsy store waiting to happen. God, hold on. Let me let me just. Uh, I know I've seen I've seen Amogus cookie, cookie cutters cut. on on uh, Jeff's bad website. So, oh yeah, yeah I, they oh, do yes, exist. Oh, there's so many. Yeah. Jeff's oh god, bad there's website. so many. Oh Amazon. Jeff's bad website. Oh, yeah. Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> oh my god, there's one that's like a whole set. You can get like the. I you want get, like, the Amogus cookie cutters. I want them. I, I want the one where I want the Among Us corpse cookie cutter. <laughs> I want to get those and then like a candy skeleton kit and just stick one of the femurs on it. That's the shit I'm talking about. I've never played a game of Among Us, but I think I actually would love it. But it's also, it's like, it's such a thing that like 13 year olds are into. (laughs) I mean, you say that, but also like there have been like, I know you're not in PGOT, but like there have been so, there were like, there haven't been any like recently it's been it's mostly been jackbox but there were so many p god among us nights over the past like year mm-hmm. or so oh i'm sure I'm and sure. i even i i don't really like like social deception games like i get a bit travis mcelroy about it um, <laughs> oh, sure. no i i get it uh, though i totally get which it. like I, I i don't begr- i don't begrudge anyone for like lying in a game like that i just like whenever my friends lie to me for the sake of winning i'm like you lie you lie to me <laughs> I so get I, it. Don't I hate being me. tricked. I hate being fooled. If you play oh, a yeah. prank on me, I'm coming for your fucking neck. <laughs> April Fool's Day is the worst day of the year. Shit ass day. I agree with that. Yeah, it's a doodle like ass day. Games, but I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God. But, okay, but so I think I think we I think we've talked enough about um, Among Us cookie cutters and whatever. Have we though? Speaking of the one who is Among Us, which ah! is a motorcycle murderer. <laughs> Um, in our day, what, whatever, uh, or the CIA agent. Anyway, um, why don't we transition to the episode proper? Yeah. Yeah. Fear baiting everyone. It's your number one. Oh boy, I didn't have that. I don't have podcast. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's your number one alien TF podcast. I'm Sarah. Let's be fucking honest here. Yeah, I mean, it only happens once, but like, it's pretty. It's pretty. Like, yeah, it's in there. I'm Sarah. It's very. I mean, it's very much like. um uh, photoshopped, like photo manipulated. Uh, that one, comic, that one gif, know? that one gif of the guy turning into Charizard. <laughs> what I was thinking of is that one comic where someone turns into a horse. I was, I thought you were going to say you the know? comic where the guy turns into a diaper, but um, I've read, I've, I'm sure that I've seen. I don't know if I know exactly the comic <laughs> that you're talking about, but I'm sure I've, I have because seen it, a comic of a guy turning into a horse. 
<laughs> what is specific about this one is that it's um uh, uh li- like literal photographs of a human being turning into uh, a photographic horse, and so it is particularly body horror in that way. Gotcha. Well, um, I'm googling it. I don't know if I'm you can tell. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna paste this. I'm just gonna paste this know your meme page of the char of the guy turning into Charizard. Oh, oh, you please, because I'm not. I'm familiar with the diaper. Good God, I'm familiar. I'm familiar with the diaper. Um, <laughs> what a pun. Uh, also, introduce oh, yourselves. Oh yes, yes, this guy's this guy. Um, anyway, I'm Blair. <laughs> this other one is Sarah. Say hi, Sarah. I said I said my name like three times, and you were just like you just said I want to talk about Alien Tia. Which is oh, like, yeah, of yeah, all, yeah. Of well, all the people on this podcast, of all the people on this podcast right now, the fact that I am. Not the one insisting about talking about that is fun. <laughs> and with us, I'm, I'm going to ignore that statement. And with us, we have. Oh, I've the, seen this, the, yes. The lovely, yeah. highly exalted. Oh my god, is something put into the chat? Oh, uh, yeah, I put a good. Ah, I put sorry. a thing in there. Sorry, fucking Roy. <laughs> yes, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, we good. Have a highly exalted fucking Roy who just put um, horse TF in our chat. You know what it is. It's me, fucking Roy. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I hi. <laughs> so the thing is that I that I run, I run this Discord server as lazily as possible, which is that like if someone guests on the show, they are forever allowed in the guest room. I've never removed the guest role from anyone who has ever been on the podcast. If they stay in the server, they can see the recording channel. So uh, <laughs> I'm really feeling bad for anyone who decided to like. Hi, I wonder what they're posting in the <laughs> recording channel. This is the monkey's paw curling in of being a guest on fear baiting yeah they're not comfortable with dealing that like it's like that's a them problem stand the heat get out of the fucking kitchen you know yeah what I mean? yeah yeah also yeah. i just gotta um i mean roy you know specifically about this you host a, a podcast about fucking creepypasta yeah i know all about it i know exactly what the fuck is going on <laughs> i uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Like, every time, I like to, now, the thing that I like to do, because I do actually invite and uninvite people into my, my special secret, uh, recording room, but what I like, what I like about that is that when I have repeat guests, or when I have somebody coming on for the first time, they can look back through the log and see what's been added over time, uh, cause there's a lot, we kind of mostly communicate lot. via vets. <laughs> You never know. I mean, sometimes you'll open up the chat and be like, okay, I'm ready to record, and then you'll see, you know, uh, uh, a link to, um, you'll see, hold on, I'll show you the image that I was posting a lot when we recorded the sure, one. Sure, yes, and about, describe it on air. Yeah, we, we just recorded, we, I just recorded one, uh, last night, which was, we read Sonic.exe, which is very Classic. bad. And I kept getting yes. ads on the page because the website is also bad. And this is this is an ad that I got on it, which oh I just was in the middle of that story. Oh my god, her ass is too juicy to live. She exposed it all. She exposed it all. <laughs> yeah. Also, that is Nana Roy's nightmare era for the for the uninitiated. That's what they call it. <laughs> The un- un- uninitiated, un- uninitiated. <laughs> Jesus, you got there. Christ. You got there. <laughs> We're podcasters. Here. We're all podcasters here. Yeah, professionally, podcasters <laughs> for money. Yeah. Tonight is the recording of the final episode of Schlocktober of it this sure year, is. which yes. is 
I can't believe it's over already. Like it's it's these last two months have been admittedly some of like not I swear this is not related to the podcast at all. I have been the most depressed I have been in a long time because college and work has been kicking my ass so badly. Same. But um <laughs> I uh it, it this despite that these past two months really felt like they flew by because I've had this to look forward to <laughs> between September and then this, I've really yeah. had like a thing to look for. And like it's not that I don't like it's not like that I don't enjoy recording fear baiting regularly. Like I really do. I would not have done 200 plus episodes of this fucking podcast Absolutely, if I didn't right. love it. Yeah, totally. But it's also like this, this is me just getting to like let as loose as possible, like just fucking shoot as much shit as possible <laughs> and just fucking go ape shit. Really? Absolutely. Um, and what an ape shit film this is. <laughs> what? An, I, I truly do not think that like, I, I, I put Roy on last because I know Roy episodes always cl- always a banger. We love Roy on here. Shucks. Um, Bangers on life. But I, even with that in mind, I could not have envisioned how perfect this movie would be to send off this month for this year. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Please. No. <laughs> please, please. Yeah, go. Yeah, ask a question. Why does this movie slap? This movie has no right being as good as it Why is. Why is the movie good? So this week we watched 1999's Murder Cycle, which Murder is a cycle yes. that I want to either read or write a book about the production. <laughs> Blair, oh my god! Okay, earlier, okay, so I made myself some mini pizzas for dinner, and while I was eating them, I found some fun facts. I was on IMDb yes. again. Um, hold on, let me pull it up because I found something that made oh, me think god. immediately of you. Lord, I'm sorry. Roy, I'm sorry. With the glasses, the glasses chain, and you saying I cooked some mini pizzas earlier, like, that is the most Nana Roy ass <laughs> I've ever seen. I made you some mini, I made you some mini pizzas. Look, I, I used the mini- Among Us. <laughs> I'm, they're shit like the Among Us guy. I used the cookie cutter you got me for Christmas. <laughs> Amogus eats. <laughs> Amogus eats. Get your mini Amogus pizza. Where the fuck was it? God damn it. Where is it? You'll find it. You'll find it. I'll find it. <laughs> Hold on. Love me, feed me, don't leave me. <laughs> Among Us. <laughs> oh, Among Us shaped pizzas. Yeah. Mini pizzas. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Anyway, yes. Let me read you this. Production on the film Please. actually dates back to the 1980s when producer Charles Band <laughs> was running his Empire Pictures studio in Italy. The film was originally called Battle Bikes, and Michael Miner of Robot co- ro- Robot Cop Robocop fame was set to direct and write the film. Production fell through, but the artwork was later reused for this, for this movie. So this is banging on two points that came up when we watched it. Number one, this has a long production history. Yeah. Two, and it feels like it. It should have been Italian. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. That it's yeah. it's right there. <laughs> yes, it's. I was like, like I, I, I so immediately after. So as this movie was half, like thirty minutes until the end of this movie, my roommate texted me like, "I know we're doing a tolerance break, and but we bought weed specifically to smoke before we watch Dune." Um, <laughs> But As you we do. have enough for more than just two joints, so I'm gonna roll a couple joints, and I was like, okay. <laughs> um, and so I was like, I got immediately after the end of this movie, I was like, I'm gonna smoke weed with my roommate and tell her everything about this movie, <laughs> and had a long conversation about how this, like specifically articulating how this movie should have been Italian, because I mean, when we think about the spaghetti west, this is the spaghetti west. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
but it's right, American. Like, like, yeah. Like, 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 not, there's, like, no real horror to this movie. Like, like... The, the horror of this movie is that, like, characters will be doing something, and then the murder cycle <laughs> will jump out, and then they will have a spaghetti western shootout with the murder with the murder cycle until it, like, rides <laughs> off into the sunset. The Kid Nation set. Yeah! The Kid Nation like, set! Spaghetti western. <laughs> we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Oh we have to talk, okay, have to talk okay, in yeah. order so about the film's cycle, murder cycle. Murder cycle is a 1999 movie that looks like it was shot like an fmv game cut scene throughout the entirety of it yes. um there's no gameplay whatsoever and we love it um and that those are literally all the facts i know about it like there's nobody there's there's no big names in the cast there's no big names in the directors as nope. far as i'm aware uh or the writers or anyone in production whatsoever um and it looks like uh it looks like a sort of like ds game like the poster yes. looks like a ds game it does yeah um um, uh, we're talking like a picture of a dude on a motorcycle. It's sort of like orangey color graded with like, like literally just yellow text that says murder cycle on top. And it that rocks. Is, no credits on it. <laughs> it's awesome. It, it rules. rules. <laughs> Um, this movie doesn't okay. have. This movie doesn't have. A, I need to. I need to just say for the for the record. By the way, this is this is quite an anomaly because this movie does not have a Wikipedia page. I know. I was <laughs> noticing that as well. It's so awesome. Like every. I cannot explain, like, uh, listener, listener, <laughs> you are going to have to watch this movie personally yourself. Like, I ha- like this is the one to October where I'm going to say, you have to watch this movie. You right, like, like you movie. can, you like, this is, this is entering, the, this is entering the schlock, this is entering the Schlocktober Hall of Fame for me. Like, this is, like, sitting next to, like, the lock-in, and, like, I can't think of another Schlocktober movie that, like, com- that is, like, on that same level. Like, this and the lock-in are, like, two of a kind. Yes, but let's get into the plot. So we open yes. on... Oh, well, hold man. on, can I can I give um, the context for this movie? Because uh, oh, please, I was the one please, that, that please, said, please. we have to watch Motorcycle, so... Yes, um, yeah, uh, yeah, this story oh, yes. fucking killed oh, me last night. <laughs> details you want to get out. okay so um when i was 11 and my brother was four ish we mm-hmm. lived uh like we had just moved and the area of the city that we moved to was like not super developed it's super fucking developed now back in my mm-hmm. day there was nothing but a cornfield <laughs> and of the few things that were there there was like a food lion and a video store Sure, and it was just sure. some local video store. It wasn't a blockbuster or anything. We used to go there because um, it was right around the corner, and that's where we would run our videos. And <laughs> at some point, my brother found this movie, and because he was a tiny little baby boy, he thought that anything with wheels was really cool. And because I mean, he's right, he's literally right. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And because my parents have never had any discretion about what we should watch like i was watching wayne's world when it released when i was also four um my dad took me to see the south park movie um stop that rules it rules so 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 he saw this like in the whatever fucking section who cares and my mom was like okay we'll get it for my little boy so we rented it we took it home and he watched it and then after that, every time we would go to that video store, he had to rent motorcycle. And mm. since he was also at the age where, you know, you're a little kid and you have to watch the same thing over and over and over and over again, you never get Absolutely. sick of it. <laughs> he would rent motorcycle every single time. 
but he would only watch up until, like, just after the transformation sequence, which is about... <laughs> three minutes into the movie and then he would fall yeah. asleep and then he'd wake yeah. up yeah and then he'd wake up like an hour and 25 minutes into it and we had to watch just that beginning scene so many fucking times over and over and we've just thought about it it's just stuck in our heads forever and uh We've brought it up, me and my brother have just brought it up in conversation so many times, and last night, after we finished watching it, I texted him, uh, and I said, dude, motorcycle kind of rocks, and he goes, (laughs) the last time I talked to him was, like, in the middle of last month, and I was like, yeah, I'm going on, uh, my friend's horror movie podcast to talk about motorcycle, and he was like, oh, hell yeah, and, um, he hadn't watched it in ages, but I guess he had after I sent him that. Because, yeah, yeah because I told him it kind of rules, and he goes, yeah, it slays. The beginning and ending are so fucking good. I'm in Vegas. <laughs> He's apparently <laughs> in Vegas right now. <laughs> and I said, hell yes, get Vegas. And then he said, no motorcycle here. So... <laughs> perfect vibes, like, perfect. That's it's awesome. so good! Like, oh my god. I, I... Because... And I think I said, I, I no, I I know I said as much when we watched this movie. I was like, I do literally feel like at a sleepover with a bunch of other, with like, a, I'm, a, I'm a 13-year-old boy, uh-huh. with a, or 13 to 8-year-old boy, yeah. with a bunch of other 13 to 8-year-old boys <laughs> at a sleepover. We just went to Blockbuster. We came home with a bunch of candy and stuff and ga- and, and videos, VHSs, and we're just going to watch them all yep. and go fucking crazy. <laughs> Right. And I, that's what I felt like last night. I was like, I'm high on sugar and I'm going fucking crazy. <laughs> it fucking owns. It's so good. I yeah, didn't yeah, think it yeah. would be good. I thought yeah, it was like, because like, one of the things I remember about it was that like, um, you know, through all the times I sat through it or like stumbled into the room while he was sleeping through it was yeah. like, it felt a lot more... <laughs> like a horror movie back then because I was 11, 10 or 11, whatever I was. Um, and that's another thing. That had to have been in like 1999 or 2000 when we found this. Right. Yeah, so this was yeah. like right after it came out. But, yeah. um, you know, it felt a lot more like a horror movie back then. And I don't know if that's because like I was just more easily scared of things back then or if it's because um, all I would see was the first four minutes of it where it's at night and there's a scary alien transformation thing um, Roy's, Roy's brother Roy's brother gay as hell for falling asleep with Dr. Lee's fat ass out like that <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh um, oh god yeah but yeah it is yeah, like it's like barely horror it's like minimal yeah, it horror really is. It's, it's so much more of an action sci-fi uh-huh. yeah yeah right yeah it's- so yeah but yes, <laughs> we are. How far in this episode are we? Are coming up on the twenty-five minute mark without much to think about? Of motorcycle, the vibes are immaculate. Mm-hmm. We love it. Um, so we 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 start with a like three minute title crawl, which is just um credits in the fucking like uh, Moto Storm for PlayStation <laughs> One font. <laughs> Uh, it's just that on black sc- on black screen, but then we get to, we meet we meet Agent Vincent Coletta who's sitting in the cabin at his computer watching YouTube poops and laughing. <laughs> He's watching yes. Game Grumps. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Yeah, exactly. There's one of the I don't know if either of you caught this, but one of the executive producers is named Donald Kushner. 
I did, I did miss I'm, that. Well, the I'm thing gone, is, I came I'm, in post opening credits. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, but missed nothing. Awesome I'm gone off. I'm gone off that Donald Kushner. <laughs> <laughs> smoking. I'm smoking that Donald Kushner outside my bedroom window. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, we meet Agent Vincent Coletta, who's like watching surveillance cameras for some reason. We find sure. it out later. Don't worry about it. Um, and some dude on a motorcycle who looks like he just walked off the set of Power Rangers Ninja Storm. <laughs> uh, yes, because he's he's motocross actually. Like he's yes. wearing motocross gear. Uh-huh. Right. That is that is just like generic motocross gear. But in my mind, like the first time I saw motocross gear was on Power Rangers Absolutely, Ninja yeah. Storm. Mm-hmm. So well, in the my thing mind, is the that vibe is... for the rest of this movie is literally that. So, yeah. yeah, this does t- this does turn into a fucking Sentai show. Uh-huh. Um, yes, uh, but he the dude rolls up on his motorcycle to like. This it to the secure perimeter with the barbed wire fence, and he just like gets off his bike, takes off his helmet, and is like, I can't believe I got lost again. Mm. Um, like just like ta- just like narrating what's happening to him, like he's a fucking NPC in a point and click adventure game. <laughs> like again, tying this back into the FMV game, this really does feel like a specifically a point and click FMV game. This movie is so many things that are not an American film. Yeah. <laughs> Despite it being an American film. Yes. It's a point-and-click full-moon video film, is what it is. This, yeah, it's an, yeah, it's an FMV game, it's a spaghetti western, and it's a Sentai show. None of those things are the thing that it actually is. Um, and, and just keep that in mind throughout the rest of this description, basically. Right. It's incredible. So, uh, yeah, I, like something, a UFO like crashes down into this secure perimeter that Agent Vincent Coletta, which I, I, he does not matter. His name, his name just, I, I thought he did at the start though. So I wrote down his full name Me every too. time. Of course, of course. Because I wanted, you know, I wanted to make sure my notes were good. I wanted to make sure my but notes were good. What I will say yeah. is that his introduction feels a lot like, um, The Things, uh, Kurt Russell's yes. introduction. Yes. Yeah. Uh, McCreevy. Yeah. McCready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He 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 doesn't like so the way the YouTube. Like he should be a main character, but he's not. Yeah, he doesn't like he doesn't like the way the YouTube poop ends, so he pours his whiskey into the computer. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Oh God, L- L- CDI Legend of Zelda. That's so dated." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the 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 motorcycle the motorcycle guy gets into the perimeter of the of the thi- of like the the secure holdout somehow. Mm. Um, and he like walks up to the like this alien egg that has crashed on the planet, and this thing just like just like goops him. It looks like turns... a big doo doo poop. <laughs> <laughs> it, and it like it, it like face huggers him, and then just like st- like it, the practical effects in this like I don't think they look like spectacular or anything, especially given the time that this movie came out. Like they they honestly look like way more dated than 1999, but also. Mm-hmm. Like big asterisk on that because I fucking love them yeah. still. Same, like right, yes. it, it's it's like lo- like it's it's obviously low budget, but in a way that really really works with the rest of the- like if this if these effects looked any better, this movie would be way worse. Yeah, right. Yes, yeah. Because it, um, I I said this in the stream. Like, there's something as the inciting incident, like you said, so- happens so early. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Like, literally, like that alien UFO thing. Like, ha- and then like grabs this guy basically mm-hmm. um it's not wasting as, as time yeah watching and it, and it and the, the transformation sequences that sequence that happens like as you said right three minutes into this fucking film yep. um <laughs> i was so excited uh, to uh, see it that my note right here is just transformation succurnver all in all caps <laughs> that's that's what i say whenever i get a commission whip back <laughs> 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's so like Monty Python. Like, it, it, for my it self, like, my point of reference, because it was like it was like it felt like images were plastered onto as, as yeah. Like, like images were being like pasted onto the screen as this man was slowly being turned into a fucking high tech Kevlar vest like murder cycle. <laughs> like it was, it's just so. It's like yes, this fucking is so badass and this rules. Like you have to become a teenage boy in you order do. to appreciate this film. And uh, there's there's a pure joy in 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 that state of mind. Yeah, and I think like no one should deny themselves that. So don't be afraid to become that version of yourself <laughs> movie that turns you into 13 year old boy when you watch it <laughs> yeah literally but don't but like embrace it yeah meet it where it's that's, at it yeah. a, 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 as murder moment. cycle as as the alien life form is transforming this poor this poor power ranger into the into as he as he is making as the alien life form is making this power ranger undergo this transformation sequence you are also undergoing a transformation sequence of turning into a 13 year old boy yeah <laughs> Um, and and then for the next about uh, five to ten to fifteen minutes, I would say it's it's just the motorcycle versus Agent Vincent Coletta. Yeah. Yes, and it's it's very much like like we said um, a few moments ago, a few minutes ago, um, uh, on the set of Kid Nation. You know. <laughs> yes. He like, Agent, like Agent Vincent Coletta, like running away from the motorcycle, like stumbles onto like this this ex- this exactly one street town that just it's the it's the set of Kid Nation. It is. Yeah. Um, for those uninitiated, um, I'm not going to describe what Kid Nation is. For Kid you. Nation was Basically, a 2008 TV to- series about about 40 children who were sent to a rural town, and they were divided into four teams of the colors of red, blue, green, and yellow, uh, and they had to uh, they had to try and uh, uh, keep like prove they it was like a, it was kind of like a social experience experiment kind of show and so um, miss, when, miss when those were the reality TV shows that we right right right, right. I mean? like, yeah. Yeah. This, this 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 was like this was probably like one of the one of the last like uh, uh, real world like kind of like it like there were like com- there were like like challenges and stuff and like you know totally. whoever did bet ba- whoever did the worst in the challenges had to like you know clean the bathrooms in town Survivory or whatever in that way yeah right but like no one got eliminated the only way you got eliminated right. was like saying i miss my mom and dad i want to go home right, um yes. and uh <laughs> so many child labor laws <laughs> broken on that set um also i do want to be clear it, 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 it just just for the audience i did have that all of that committed to memory um because i was I, I did not watch Kid Nation Nation. I did not. Or Kid, God, I did not watch Kid Nation. But I was. I saw so many because like all I watched as a kid, as a kid and young as t- and teenager was CBS shows. Like I loved fucking CSI and NCIS and all those procedurals so and like for you. And, <laughs> Every Friday night, I, I love that every, for her. My, every, every Friday night, literally every Friday night, in like in all of like middle and high school for me was like I'm in the computer room playing flash games on Armor Games, and I've got like the whatever whatever three shows they've got in the Friday night lineup, like just that are gonna not make it to the next season playing in the background. So I said like I I got a lot of ads for Kid Nation, <laughs> um, and I did I did some light reading when I found out about the the child labor scandal uh, a couple a couple years ago. <laughs> So, if, if for those uninitiated, if you want yes! something to visualize, um, if you've ever, like, toured, if you live in the Midwest and you've ever, like, toured, or, like, even in, like, sort of colonial stuff, like, colonial areas, I don't know. Like, there's always, like, this is what old-timey people live like. That's the area we're totally kind of talking, you know? If you've ever been this exposed is- to an abandoned cowboy town, this is it. 
Yeah, this is this is the yeah this is this is the DOS game, the town with no name. More, perhaps even more accurately, those are it's it's these fake towns that. Uh, when the nuclear bomb was being invented that people would blow up, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. so it feels like a nuclear bomb test site. Yeah. It's, nu- uh, it's, nu- that it's makes Nuke sense. Town 2 from the new Call of Duty. That actually makes sense because I was wondering, I was like, why do they have a Wild West set in the middle of a government-owned area? And the movie's good. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This movie is like politically consistent, which is a uh, strange. To say yeah, this movie's this film. movie's politics are like insane, and not in the way that I normally mean that when I say that about a movie that we watch on this podcast. Like it's like I it's insane because you didn't expect as much from it, but it provided it. Yeah, I didn't expect I didn't I did not expect this movie to get like into politics whatsoever, but I also did not expect to agree with their politics yeah. on so many levels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pro. I'm very pro murder cycle after seeing this. Yeah. I have to say. Anyway, um, so... The motorcycle uh, did not kill any people. It only killed troops. <laughs> well, yes. So, um... What happens It only killed after, clowns. Uh, Agent Coletta gets fucking... I mean, he dies right here. Yeah, he gets motorcycled. Yeah, he, yeah, he gets murder. He gets motorcycled. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to, uh, like, like... Um, you know shirtless Kylo Ren <laughs> in Last Jedi? Like, that's like... Imagine if Mel Gibson looked man. like that. The sweatiest yes. fake Mel Gibson you can imagine. He's so wet. Like he's like, so wet. He's so wet. And he's, he's drinking just... so much whiskey, and he's putting so yes. many barrels yes. of guns into his mouth or whatever. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then someone knocks, and then someone knocks on the door and says, "Hi, I'm from military. You have you've been summoned." <laughs> yeah. And he's like. It's so weird. I love this. This is one of the things that feels very schlocky to me, where it's like a totally like, um, like mood shift, where it's like he's like looking at his gun and drinking whiskey and sweaty, and then like someone knocks on his door. It's like you have an assignment. He's like, I'm fucking joshing with this guy, and he's like, all right, right. I'll do it. Blah blah blah. Listen, he found a reason. To not, he. <laughs> He opened the book. He, and it was, yeah, he um, opened. The, he he did the J. Jonah Jameson opening the book that says "Reasons to Live," and he said, "New mi- they found new mission." <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And then it like smash cuts to um J. Jonah J. Jonah Jameson yeah. um giving him a fucking mission. Literally, yeah. yes. This Brian um, Cranston and, well, lookalike says you are going on secret yes. mission. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. Yeah. Brian Cranston shows up and says, "Hey, you're going on mission." And then we go to meet our other characters in this movie, who are we meet like two other cadets who are named I. Uh, I wrote these down: Frazetta and I. Uh, fuck, I don't know what the other guy's you name see is. Their, something... their names are Frank Frazetta and Steve Bush- Buscemi. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Buscemi. And yeah, everyone, Buscemi. And... Um, as a sort of like all-encompassing note for the rest of the names that you're going to hear from mm-hmm. here on out, um, they are all Marvel comics. Yes. Uh, uh, like writers, I believe, or people who were involved in Marvel Marvel comics <coughs> in the sixties and the seventies, and right. So like are, Lee, uh, Ditko, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we are sort of like signaled that by this conversation, yep, happening between these two cadets that are that between Bushema and Frazetta. Yeah, just uh, deciding who's who in the Fantastic Four. You know, right? Like, like. Because the, the uh, uh, a woman all dressed in like a black sort of pencil skirt and uh, uh, a blazer, you know, mm-hmm. right. very much like a girl boss from the nineties. <laughs> of oh, 
I loved, I loved how I could exactly pinpoint when this movie was filmed because of what specific genre of hot she was. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, you're 90s hot. You are 90s hot. Because you've got, because uh, the 90s loved, they loved the uh, Renee Zellweger island, you know, that the sort of non-island, you know? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Uh, and she has, and I, I, uh, th- there's no reads here whatsoever. I love it all. Um, <laughs> and she's got the, she's got the stringy bangs going yep. on and the black hair and a ponytail and she's all business and she's a total girl boss and we love it. Yep. You know, it's like yep. feminism. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and she but walks yeah, she, in she, and she has a psychic brain blast. Yeah. Well, and, oh my God. <laughs> and then yes, 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 yes. Cause I forgot what a fucking, fucking. A twist this was where it's like <clears throat> I thought murder cycle was going to be the only sort of pivot we were going to yeah say. like the only sort of super but then she was like I have psychic powers because she right. shakes she shakes a suicidal uh military man's name uh hand she, say, she shakes name? not Mel Gibson's hand uh, I don't Mel remember Gibson. his name his name is Sergeant you, Kirby oh, yeah. Kirby, Sergeant yes, Kirby's it is, like Jack Kirby, right, right. Um, and has, like, a vision of him, like, thinking about killing himself, basically. And then, as I'm watching this, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? It, like, it's zooms like, in totally on her face, it. yeah. <laughs> right, that, she gets a That's So Raven, like, eye, eyes in. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> but, but but so but so uh, the two but so Frazetta and Bishama are like arguing back and forth about like I think you're the Human Torch and our fearless commander that's the thing uh, and then uh, Doctor Lee walks Doctor Lee walks in and she, and uh, one of the guys is like well I think she's the Invisible Woman the other one says looks pretty visible to me yep, yep, yep. Yep. what I will say about the writing in this movie is that it's um. Like sort of like trite at points, but like broadly very enjoyable. Would you agree? Right, absolutely. It's one thing, and this is this kind of goes for the whole movie. But this is just the first time where it's kind of symptomatic, I guess. There's something that happens in like really schlocky bad movies. Like I see them talk about it on like um, Red Letter Media and like Best of the Worst a lot, where Mm -hmm. like a movie will be. A movie will be bad in, like, really off-the-wall ways, and they'll be, like, suggesting, you know, here's the normal story beat that's supposed to happen at at a point like this, right? And Mm -hmm. I keep expecting this movie to go off the rails in some completely insane way that's bad and doesn't make sense. But it keeps with those, like, kind of predictable story beats. And even though it's predictable, it's like, okay, actually, that's good and it works. (laughs) There's a reason why this happens so much. I I think, I think, I think my, my, me personally, at least, my brain has been so, like, my brain has been so poisoned by like just every just talking about marvel constantly so much all the time that's like it's like 20 percent of conversations that happen on sure, twitter just sure. like by volume but nobody like, but nobody I, wants to touch the fantastic four anymore is the thing right so. yeah right and it's it's because there's like rights issues that like no one no one gives you about the fantastic it four so bad. <laughs> it flopped bad twice i know it flopped so bad. <laughs> it's a terrible i think it's a terrible premise is the thing whatever <laughs> It's a terrible premise, but like, come on, the thing. Yeah. How do you fuck up Ben Grimm? Come on. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> the thing is, is like, if it's it was either Fantastic God, Four I'm, or the Avengers, right? It was either right, those two, right. and the Avengers, and Avengers were, pit, were the successful yeah. ones. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. 
but like I don't know just something about like the com- like and I mean this is just like a like this this writing could not exist in a post Marvel time Absolutely. like a, or post yeah. MCU time that is what makes but. it special in a lot of right, ways. right, right, right. Like, if this writing showed up in a movie that came out like after two thousand and nine, I yes. would want to just fucking like commit bodily harm to those scriptwriters. <laughs> yes, um, yes, of course. <laughs> but like all all of the cheese, like there's a little, there's a couple of lines in this that like almost feel like Whedon esque. But like I like it because it's pre Joss Whedon's yeah. cultural saturation, it's so and it's earnest. also like it's, it's it's so earnest. There's a line later where where like when they when the all the when the military guys like wander onto the Kid Nation set. <laughs> One of them is like, why do I feel like Clint Eastwood right now? Yeah. Post bridges of post bridges of Madison County, Clint. And it's like, if Joss Whedon wrote that line, I would again want to hurt him. It would be cringe if so Joss Whedon sneering. did it. Yeah. Yeah. It was so. It would be so snarky and sneering and so holier than that. But in this, there's something so yeah. Like I said, earnest and like um. I've been watching Smile know. in the background for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but but anyway, uh, yeah, man. So so, um, they're all in a debrief session. All of these. So wait, we have yes. Doctor Lee, and then we have a CIA agent with us. Yeah, right? we have Do- We have we we have uh, F- Wood. Is his name Wood? Wood. Yeah, he's, he's a CIA Wood. man. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's, we, we the, our, our main characters in this movie are Doctor Lee, uh, the cadets Frazetta and Bushema, uh, uh, Corporal, what a Corporal or whatever the fuck, uh, <laughs> Kirby, and then FBI agent Wood. Yes. And then there's the forensics guy who has a name oh, that yeah, I don't remember I what it was. about him. Adams? Uh, I think Adams. Is it Adams? That's. Why did I close Ooh, the IMDb page? I'm, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Because because that's the thing. Like as I said, all of these are based off. Of my <laughs> Even in my notes, I'm looking at my notes later, and there's another that says Doctor Lee gets kidnapped by Adams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Adams. It's Adams. It's Adams. Adams. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, so, so we, yes. we meet we meet our crew. Um, the Adams guy is kind of like a nerdlinger. The two cadets are ba- are completely just like you could sw- you could just swap them back and Absolutely. forth the entire movie. And I would not because like I think they're both like comic book geeks a little bit. Like which is again a thing that I just really appreciate. Like like not to be like not to sound like a fucking oh I was interested in comics before it was cool or anything because like I fucking wasn't like but like there's just something so appreciated about a comic book nerd in 1999 that I cannot appreciate about a comic book nerd in 2021. Yeah. So, something about this, like, if I might make another, like, like little, like, like pin to point my own mental board, like, I wonder if this was not made by a comics book nerd who also served military service, you know? Because there's something that seems to have excessive information of both things, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I'm, I'll be definitely a comics book nerd. Like, you, there's no way in how you could convince no, me that a comic no book nerd did not yeah, make absolutely. this. Because, like, especially with the naming convention, like, though, I guess, I guess by that logic, the guy who wrote Cube is also a prison nerd. <laughs> Sure, sure. Well, still, though. Probably. <laughs> yeah, there's all sorts of freaks out there. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> the play of the look on your face <laughs> when I said that. Just, well, it's such a delight yeah, to yeah, be able yeah. to, It's such a delight to be able to see your face. <laughs> God. What are you drink? What are you drinking? You got well, apple tea? Well, so, to... to- Briefly, completely fucking grind everything to a fucking halt. What I'm drinking tonight is a little cocktail I can <laughs> comprise for myself that needs lemon juice because it's not sour enough. It is an apple teeny essentially. It's mm-hmm. uh, apple juice, um, apple sour apple liqueur, and vodka. It's not sour enough. It does not taste enough like a Jolly Rancher. It needs lemon juice. <laughs> but yes. 
<laughs> that is what that's what I have for myself tonight. Excellent. Uh, I've got. I'm just. I just got water. I have. Mason I jar. have a delicious store brand Food Lion ginger ale, Ooh. and I'm enjoying Gingy it. Ale. Yeah. I, I'm just ale. drinking. Yep. Yeah, I'm just drinking out of some water out of a mason jar. I'm gonna put a rainbow dash on this later. You are the most healthy person here of the three of us right now, currently. Anyway, um, so they're so they get debriefed. It's it's Myrtle Cycle debrief. There's like there's a fucked up guy who's who's killing bitches. Um and so they're sent out into the desert with their guns and everything. Mm-hmm. And Me um, and a bunch of guys are gonna go out into the desert to either die or prove a very important point. <laughs> exactly fucking right, dude. Um that's exactly fucking right. Um and They have thirty six hours to deal with the whole thing before the helicopters come back to pick them up. From yes. the desert sleepover, is this where we right. get the? This is where we get the military feels music. Yeah, <laughs> they they leave the briefing and the <laughs> subtitles are as they walk outside. It's like military feels music. <laughs> you rented this on YouTube, correct? Yes. Yes. So if you want those subtitles, that's where you want to rent this. Yeah, it's so. so good. I, I, honestly, that might those might be baked in elsewhere. It, they could be, but if you don't, if if you are so fucking desperate to see the words military feels music, um, that is you want to get this from YouTube. Also, also just as a, just as a point of reference, I have to say I think this is the least like I've relied on spending money or using a streaming service for for Schlocktober ever because mm-hmm. I, 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 I I I I torrented um. The I torrented uh, I, I cabin fever. Yes. I torrented flatliners. Mm-hmm. I I torrented. Uh, I think I I don't remember if I torrented nine seven six evil if we watched a stream of it. Um, but there, this so is the, this say. is this is the this is the only one that I've watched on like an official provider from YouTube Did you by paying. Q? Uh, I think that one was, I think that one was just on YouTube free, which I count because like, sure, if, a movie's sure, on, sure. if a movie's on YouTube for like you being on YouTube for free is not a, is not a streaming service and I did not pay money for it. Oh man. This should have been on YouTube for free. This has the vibe. Yeah. Really? I'm surprised that it wasn't. But like, you I, know what? You know fucking what, Sarah? I am so happy to give money to the creators of Motorcycle. It's so is, is being cut. You know, I'm sure. I want to. I want to find the guy who directed, who who wrote this movie, and just plant and just dip a fiver into his breast yeah. pocket. Yes, it's so wild that this is the movie that you're paying for because, like we said, like there's not a there isn't a Wikipedia page for it or anything. It's so like no. it's so obscure. It's I so mean, that, that's why that's why I had to pay for it. Like yeah. I mean, everything else on the everything else on this, I could find like a tw- I could find like either uh, an 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 unlegally uploaded copy with subtitles or a torrent. But the thing like this tor- all the torrents that I found on this had zero seeds, so I wasn't getting it from that. And um. All like just absolutely the only one that I could have paid for. God, who did direct it? Yeah. Thomas L. Calloway. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. else did you do? What else did you do, Mister oh, Calloway? Oh, um, I wasn't looking at what he has directed, but I was looking at what their executive producer produced. Um, and the list oh, is the list is very very long, and it never stops. When you see the anything, first anything. maybe five or ten titles in the list of films that he's produced they don't stop from there i don't know how else to put it um 308 okay oh my god okay this is most this is just by most recent i'm just gonna read some things off this yeah this is what i'm talking about just a few yes, Sub, yes. subspecies five colon blood rise the primevals evals 
Roy, you want to take this next one? Uh, hold on, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. I, I got it if you don't got it in front of you, but I, I, I thought you might want to say this. Oh, no, no. One. Well, I want to see. Yeah, I'm looking at the. Are you looking at the filmography? Of the of 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 one of one Charles Band. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'll go. I can go until you tell me to stop. Baby Oopsie go, Chapter go, go, Two. Go. It knows you're alone. <laughs> Baby Oopsie. Cassocks. Baby Oopsie. <laughs> Baby Oopsie, Don't Let Her In, The Gingerweed Man, The Gingerweed Man Behind the Scenes, The Resonator, Miskatonic You, Femalian, Cosmic Crush, Castle Freak. Castle Freak? Wait, wait, they, they remade, ca- did they do a remake of Castle Freak? This is a king. This is a god among men. <laughs> willing to, this is a sort of, this is, who has? We, we haven't gotten to, let me read the next few, because this is please, fucking, this is going to make please. your ass fall off. Barbie and please. Kendra Storm Area 51, 2020. Oh my god. Blade the Iron Cross, 2020. 2020. Yeah. Barbie, 2020. And, Ke- Barbie okay. and Kendra Save the Tiger King, 2020. Oh my god, okay, yeah. Uh-huh, and then, uh-huh. get this one, Corona Zombies, 2020. <laughs> this First is thing like- he put out in 2020 is called Corona Zombies. This is like a micro scene um, at Andy Evil Bong 777. Evil Bong 777. Oh my god, oh my god. Okay, okay, we have to stop under this next one because this next one just hit me like a fucking brick to the head. <laughs> Puppet Master colon the Littlest Reich. Okay, so this is, this is a man with a vision. This is a man. With, who, and his vision is schlock. And I will fucking say more goddamn power to him because, like, those big studios, they're not going to fun schlock anymore. They're, they're like, not. big money or bust. You know, big money or like, bust. Who, who, no who gonna Who is going to put money behind Evil Bong 420? <laughs> nobody. Nobody but this man. This man is, like, I have, I have... My 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 great great grandfather, who was an oil baron, died, and I'm going to put all of the money that I got inherited from him, who thought I was going to follow his legacy, but he's fucking dead. So who gives a shit about that? Um, I'm going to put it all towards. I'm going to put my ten million dollars towards a bunch of garbage films. Um, yeah, what's them be made? Inspire. This is who we need. You know, you know, back in the like eighteen like 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 I don't know like like eighteen sixteen whatever seventeen hundreds like patrons patrons of the arts. Yeah. You know? Yes. <laughs> if you wanted to be an artist, you would just find a rich guy who would give you money. Yeah. This is it. This is it. Yeah. Charles Charles Band Charles Band is doing this. Charles Band um, is just, doing can this. I just read, can I just read the synopsis from Baby Oopsie Chapter Two? <laughs> yes. Please. Mild-mannered, civil Pittman's troubles go from bad to worse when her newly refurbished killer doll, Baby Oopsie, goes on a murderous rampage, offing both her oppressors and the people she loves. Armed with an iron will and a very big baseball bat, Sybil vows to stop the plastic preschool terror from carrying out its dastardly plan to bring out a, to bring about a full-blown toy apocalypse. Let's go. What is this man's name? Charles, Charles Band. Band. So we need to have an entire Schlocktober. Maybe not next year. Maybe not the next the year after it. We need to have an, a Schlocktober. One hundred percent films that were executive produced by this. this <laughs> absolutely, like we absolutely have to. We have to do like the Gingerweed Man, Baby Oopsie, uh, uh, like uh, and only the sequel. 
No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, be, well, I, I, not Baby Oopsie Two because Baby Oopsie Two is only a short film, and I, 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 I think that that I think if we did that, that would really open the gates as to what we're covering on this podcast. Though, admittedly, I've already kind of done that. What with like, I've talked about like anime series on this. I've talked about you know James and the Giant Peach, but it's it's whatever. I digress. Yes, yes <laughs> I'm not yes. I'm not ready to open the door into short films, but like at the same time, like that's basically what Holidays was. Just eight of them, and they all fucking sucked. <laughs> Sarah, I'm gonna say we're probably going to want to talk about. Um, Murder cycle details or, or like like thoughts we have about this film more than the plot itself. I would say yes. Okay, so, so if the, you want to plot... like like breeze through it as quickly as possible, the plot of Murder Cycle is that so for the next like couple of sentences that I say, I just need you to like also comprehend the fact that like every couple of minutes, like every twenty or so minutes, like the murder cycle just bursts onto the scene and there's a five minute shootout with it and then it like disappears, one riding away. It literally um, comes so... out of nowhere and I pog every time. It rules. Yeah, it rules. <laughs> so. So, um, like, all of the soldiers are trying to find out where in Agent Vincent Coletta is, what happened to him, what crashed down in the field that night. They find his outpost and they get his notes, but there's some there's some tensions between the CIA guy and the mil- and the <clears throat> general mil- the Marines. The Marines are really hardwired together. The Marines are really, like you know they got the they got that hoorah spirit or whatever the fuck. Uh, and super funny. Uh, super yeah, funny. Super fun. <laughs> Um, uh, and they, so they're at odds with each other. Um, Dr. Lee uses her psychic powers for some things. Uh, and (laughs) basically what they wind up doing is that they find out that the, that the orb that was like at the core, like they found out that this, that the motorcycle was an alien and an alien soldier sent to, uh, secure what turned out to be, uh, like a a core, like an alien, like, like ship core engine something or other it's not it's like it's a MacGuffin it's like yeah. it's something the military wants to use for military weaponry and like power source and all these things you know classic whatever you know military loves to find a thing and say how can I how can I use this to bomb like you know Middle Eastern countries uh-huh. Absolutely. Um, and uh, they they square off with a motorcycle about it. There's a really funny scene at the end when the alien is like, "I am a soldier, just like." It rules. <laughs> actually, you say it's really funny. Th- I actually thought it was like it felt anamorphic to me, honestly. It did. It so did. The thing about it that's really funny though is that the scene opens with the alien talking for the very first time and saying, "I have learned how to talk. Yeah. I have spent." It took me. It took me. So anamorphic. I mean, you're right. It's hilarious, but it still did feel perhaps. It does feel the anamorphic. Anyways, they they explode the murder. They explode the motorcycle. Uh, everyone, uh, uh, Kirby, Doctor Lee, and uh, uh, Freedom Fighter Ditko, who is just like some. Who does this guy look like, Blair? Because because oh, like to, to me to me he looks like to me he looks like um Mad Mod from Teen Titans, but like before he went Jokerified. <laughs> so yes, you're not. Wrong which is an ex- about this. which is an exceptionally um, specific poll. Plus. <clears throat> if, if that if that what visualization you have of that person was also in a failing ska band um yeah! yes! he's wearing a bowling shirt <laughs> yes i guess he's... that's all i mean is that he's wearing a bowling shirt but yeah. also like he's got big nerd glasses and he talks in a funny nerd voice and i keep doing my research we've gotten through the, the we've breezed through the plot um, I wanted to see if this guy had been in anything else, because he's, like, one of the few cast members who has an actual picture up on IMDb. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, give me just a second. Let me pull up... Pull <laughs> up his... Sorry, I'm, I'm just laughing at a... We'll, we, we'll get to this brief... We'll get to this later, but I'm just laughing at a thing I found bar- uh, hidden in my notes, uh, is, uh, <laughs> the words Phil Collins hot dog. <laughs> oh, yeah, you well, wanted I'm me to tell my 
still no, calling Todd Dog Story. I want to investigate what Roy is saying first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I, I just, I just was laughing at Mike. <laughs> okay, so, no. so here's this guy's, um, this guy's filmography. Ever since 2009, he has been in nothing but, like, hardcore Christian movies. Are you kidding me? He was in because God's Not Dead and God's Not Dead 2. Stop it. Oh my you, God. Uh, you... <laughs> <laughs> the case for Christ, a question of faith, God's <laughs> Not Dead. This is all pretty. This is all producer stuff, but God's Not Dead, the, a light in the darkness, the prayer box. <laughs> Finding love in quarantine. Stop. Stop. That's a TV oh series. Faith of oh our, I'm looking at his actor credits. Faith of Our Fathers, Revolution Road, The Black Rider, Redeemed. Because so, he plays the so he plays the conspiracy theorist in this film. Uh huh. Um, that is so fucking hilarious. Because he does a great job. What I will say, not a bad performance. You can you can you cannot find a bad performance in this film. I'm hey. I mean, you are you are all welcome to disagree with me. I think everyone did a bang up job. I genuinely, like, I'm racking my brain here, and I cannot like like the CIA guy was like a little like f- pardon the pun. He could be a little flat but, at times, but I think Broadly but, like, did a also he's job. also like he's a CIA guy. Like I exactly. like a, yeah, they don't have a CIA souls. guy. A exactly. CIA guy is like wooden by nature. Yeah, like as, like they. I wouldn't say everybody did, like, an extremely, like, you know, an like, excellent this job, is, no, but this they is not did a good job. No. Of, this yeah. is not a tour de force of acting, but, like, oh, yeah, no. for a movie that looks they did like than this... They they had any right to do. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the actors yeah. in this movie, excluding Elliot Page, everybody in this movie is doing a better job of acting than everybody in Flatliners 2017. Yes, literally right. Um, the... I was the the other thing that constantly made me crazy while watching this movie, which is like the thing that was like I need to know everything about the production of this movie is like everyone is acting their heart out regardless if they're doing a good job or not. You know, mm-hmm. like they're so committed to whatever role they were provided. Like nobody is like I hate my role. I wish I was doing something else. Like yeah, like, right. This is exactly the character I'm playing. It doesn't matter if they were good or not. They were so committed to it, which makes me feel like everyone is, like, good, close friends with everyone, and they all love the story that they're telling, which is, <laughs> yeah. like, and what a motley crew this is to all unilaterally love this fucking dog shit story yes. that they're telling. Like, I, like, like, you kept calling it, like, a pa- like one guy's passion project, but, like, I felt a, a lot of passion, passion for it. Yeah, like, it's a yeah. group passion project. Like, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. especially Dr. Lee is, like, really giving it her all in this and, like, a way the that she really did not need yes, to. Yes, the yes, one yes. woman is, yeah, of course, yeah. Good. Yeah, like you, like you said, another homage to uh, Golden Age comics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I, and okay. she, I'm looking at her page on IMDb right now. This is her only credit. She has no <laughs> other credits so for anything else. I bet she does a ton of community theater in whatever area she's mm. from, you know? Like, because she's Would. very talented, I think, but probably doesn't love film, you know? Yeah, the guy the guy who played the CIA guy has no other credits. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't... Yeah. None of this... Like, they could all be... These are all, these are all like just... Him, these know? are all just Charles Band's, like, personal friends. Like, he just <laughs> called up someone and was like, hey, like- get... Hey, Gary, you want to be in a movie this weekend? <laughs> eh, should be about, should be about like, is, maybe 12 hours of work total. Yeah, see you there. Bye. Making a movie. Yes! Yes! <laughs> oh, my God. But, like, they're making, like, instead of a comedy short, they're making a full-length action movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, li- yeah. 
and it's um it, it I love Dr. Lee so much. Like she there, spe- speaking speaking of oh go on, sorry. Go on. No, I mean cuz the one the one thing I want to like pinpoint is about Dr. Lee as a character. Um which I, I don't I, I mean there's a lot to say about her. I think her performance is like you like like so consistent throughout the entirety of the movie and she does such a good job with her ridiculous character which is to say a psychic woman um psychic girl (laughs) boss basically um uh at one point she tries to read the 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 cia agent's mind and he he has this vision of her being like assaulted and everything right specifically of him it's specifically of him like sexually assaulting her right right then like we we pull out of her that so raven vision she's like what the fuck are you thinking and he and the CIA guy's like hmm I have those thoughts on on hand at all times to prevent psychic warfare which and and so like for literally every I will say probably like exi- like horror version of like sexual assault that could ex- like that we've seen on this show you know like this is the one that feels like the most honest in a way yeah you know right like there's and something th- like like, like it, it like of course the CIA agent is going to think about that you know <laughs> like going to have that as a default response you know because they're right that's it that's his they oh, that's his fucked up guys in our universe you know <laughs> yes uh, the, the fucked up guys in our universe are all in the CIA, are all in the, the CIA, CIA. Uh, and three letter agencies a hundred percent um uh, but secondarily to that because it, none of it literally happened to her was also great i think a, like, a I think none of it happens to her and b like it communicates what is happening when like it basically shows us like four like grainy photographs of mm-hmm. the of like her having her top taken off which like again to be clear I did not like to see it, but like compared to what I can, what I am like expecting to see in Murder to, Cycle, like, a fucking Rosemary's Baby, you know what I mean? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. yeah. Like her, her titties never even leave her bra. Like right, this it, like like I said when we were watching it, it doesn't like in so many schlocky movies, it feels like there's you know a sex scene or an assault scene that's there because we need to put yeah we need horny and this feels like it wasn't there for that at all like this this is here for plot reasons and it feels like exactly like it you know i never would have thought of like somebody blocking psychic interference by thinking something so horrible but like that very That's much right, makes sense, mostly yeah. from a CIA perspective. Like, the CIA right. would do right. some shit like that. Like, that makes perfect sense for the CIA guy to be thinking. Yeah. yeah there's some... Yeah, and... and um, So, the, uh, honestly, like... I mean, she's the one woman in this movie, but, like, her, her character is not undermined as much as you would think it is. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, right. she's taken very seriously throughout the entirety of it. Yep. Um, I think I think I think one of my favorite that she's psychic, which like psychic women would would faint un, un, under any other movie, you know, would be undermined excessively. She's lightly undermined at the beginning of it, and that's basically right. it, you know. Yep. Right, like every, every everyone everyone except for like the skeptic scientist guy fully buys into her like almost immediately, and yeah. um. Uh, as a as sort of like a follow up to that, there's a really like a genuinely great like like I I, I don't know if this is like screenwriting or like di- what where exactly this would fall under, but like maybe like I don't know twenty minutes later they're trying to convince the CIA guy to like 
get no no this is not that far later but like maybe 10 five ten minutes later in this similar scene um they're trying to get the cia guy to let them into like this like big like fucking storm cellar that's just in the middle of a field uh like there's like the you know like that like uh slanted like stone opening with like the two metal yes, doors that open yep, yep, yep. um and like she tries to like read his mind to like figure out how to get in there and he like does he like projects fucked up images into her into her brain to make her stop thinking about it but then like um, uh, Kirby, one of the, one of the, one of the Marines gets into an argument with the guy and like, is really like g- getting his emotions all riled up. And the, the mm-hmm. guy, the CIA is like, oh yeah, tell me about your, your, the CIA guy that you got killed. And then like, we just like hard, like in the middle of their argument, we just like hard cut to Dr. Lee, who has like been doing psychic things this whole time. And was like, it's in his pants pocket, the key it, it's high, it's hidden. And we have to enter the digits. And like, I think that is really, really good. Like she gets his ass. She gets around yes. his psychic. Yeah. She gets around his seven firewalls of, of <laughs> fucked up sexual assault. So many, so many movies with a with a token female character hate that token female character. Yeah, this movie this loves Doctor Lee. Really love her and really love all the characters. You know, even right, the sort right, of right. antagonistic ones. Yeah, even the FBI guy. I feel like is like they're like they're having fun with it. Yeah. Like, and one th- another thing about Dr. Lee is, like, when you have a token female character, you know, I'm waiting the entire time for her to, like, get with the main male character. And that also mm-hmm. never really happens. Like, they, right, they like, do, like, yes. a handshake at the end. They do, like, yes. a cool buddies, you know, handshake. And then they go off in the funny motorcycle with right, Norman. Like, I, I think she, it's, like, I think... Oh, go on, yeah, boy. Go I, I, I've oh, been well, talking a lot. You go I, ahead. But I, all I'm going to say is that she's distinctly, like, both one of the guys and also distinctly female, you know? Yes, I mean? like, yes, she's, yes, she's, yes, yes, yes. She's both, I, yeah, like, she's like, she's respected, but also, like, you know, in a sort of materialistic I, way, like, materialist way, I guess, rather, um, seen as a woman, you know, mm-hmm. at the same time, like, like treated appropriately. Yeah. I think I, I think in a different movie where where Kirby and, and Doctor Lee are supposed to end up together, we would have found we would not have found out about or she would not have found out about his suicide attempt until like later and he like confesses it to her and like a moment yes. of emotional vulnerability. I think like them forcing his hand I think like his hand effectively being forced specifically to her and so it is like uh like it is an immediate yeah. like putting these characters on a similar level and not like in like a a couple way. Yeah. And I, I, I I really like that. Yeah. I I don't know. I, it's so weird because I would not, I wouldn't even call this like movie a feminist piece then, you know, absolutely not. There's one woman. (laughs) Right, right, right. But, but like it's gender politics are great. Like it's yeah, not yeah, piece, sup- but it's got shockingly great for so, for so, especially coming from a writer who, as far as I can tell, is obsessed with comics and the military. It's gender <laughs> politics are phenomenal, right? Which is so shocking about this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, should and, we talk about the military politics? Or we, go yeah, on, go on, finish, finish what you're okay, saying. For, for, before we get into the no, military no, politics. I, Okay, Please, well, ahead, so one, one thing to say about, I mean, this is sort of related to the military politics, but there's a very funny uh, throwaway line uh, I, where, uh, hold on, let me, let me find my, let me find my, uh, oh, right, I tried to, I tried, yeah. I tried to search for Lee, I tried to search for Lee Harvey Oswald in my notes by just typing oh, Lee in every instance of Doctor. This! <laughs> crazy. Yeah, uh-huh. This oh was God, blair blogging. We gotta talk about this. Let's talk about this and then we can talk. We have to, we have <laughs> yes. to. This is insane. This rules. Yeah. This 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 is like a this is like a throwaway line, but yeah. Um, I don't have it in my notes actually. I have it. I have it. Okay. Yeah. Hit me. Hit me. Okay. Um, I don't have the actual line of dialogue itself, but um, 
sorry. Um, so CIA man is sitting with, I think, Busima, and they're talking. It's one of the two, it's yes, one of the yes, two yes, cadets. Yes. Yeah, and so they're talking, and he's basically CIA man is basically like in the middle of like kind of a like internal crisis about CIA morality and shit. So he starts giving away all of this stuff, and he says. He says, oh, by the way, Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. <laughs> <laughs> like, sarcastically says it. Yeah, much. yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, the cadet asked about, like, JFK, and then that sort of is, like, humorously, like, comment, uh-huh. you know? Yeah, and this, that's, right um, after, that's right after CIA man, like, says, uh, you know, nobody knows about this, not even the Congress, not even the Washington Post. The Congress. <laughs> The Congress. The Congress. Fallon gets on my ass for calling it the Olive Garden. And this man goes and says the Congress. It is the Olive Garden. They're, they're right. Frank, uh, honestly, Roy, sorry to, t- sorry to side against I'm you, but they're the, right on I'm that on one. I'm on Roy's side on this one. It is the Olive Garden. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet you shop at fucking Aldi's, too. <laughs> I don't shop at yeah, Aldi's. I do. Bitch, okay. I do. <laughs> no, 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 motherfucker. You shop at Aldi's. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> you, Blair, you, aside from myself, you are the most pedantic person I know. Don't act. Don't try to tell me you don't give a <laughs> shit. Brands are not real words. Um, <laughs> you know what? You've got a really good point. There. God. Um, I, there was a, um, the, the chain that was uh, around where I went to college was uh, Kinney Drugs. And sure. um, every everyone, including myself, for like three years called it uh, Kinney's. Because it's just like, why wouldn't you? But um, it really pissed my sister off whenever I insisted that it was called Kinney Drugs. (laughs) So, because that is its actual name, if I'm going to be pedantic about it. Uh, I mean, what I will say, if you're going to be pedantic about brands, it should only be to piss off someone you think it's funny to piss off. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but so perhaps I also talk- side with with um, Fallon as well on this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. My heart is torn, but yes, yes. It's the damn not- Olive Garden. The brand would be better if it was the if it was the damn Olive Garden. The damn Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> so the military politics with this movie. Oh my okay, god! So I this movie this like to so start with this movie is like about this movie. Yes. This movie is like this movie has like anti CIA baked into it like yes. in, in its core con- in its core consistency like this this movie is about the CIA like endangering the fucking planet by saying hey we found we got this alien technology that we basically fucking stole we are going to use it to power something and no we are not going to give it back we are going to sacrifice a bunch of people for this power possible power source that may act that may do something like it's it's so interesting yeah what i will say so the very end of this movie is is sort of that where it's like um uh, a military man whichever one it's really i think it is the the mel gibson stand-in kirby um, kirby is uh yeah kirby um is like i have my orders blah 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 blah, blah. um and it, it ends up basically like the, the sort of like end version of that like head to head versus the alien who's like I have my orders and Kirby like I have my orders and they're yep. like well we I guess we both basically have to kill each other then is um Lee uh exploding uh, the sort of like orb <laughs> um, yes um but 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 so like nobody wins there you know um she like, said like your she said your orb, orb explode <laughs> <Yeah>. Jesus <laughs> 
but nobody gets it, you know. Um, so that is that is interesting, I guess. You know, whatever. Maybe that like color, whatever. Like following or like I have my orders, I have to follow them. Like maybe sort of colors that a little bit. But uh, um, but that is basically the end point of the film. Like it explodes and then we're done. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, broadly speaking, it's like they talk about fucking Nicaragua. You know, like. I don't know. It's the most honest CIA movie I've ever seen. Right. Because the the CIA did not have a single hand in the making of this movie. Yeah. This, there is no free military budget being like shown off here. Like you don't like the helicopters are referenced. Like Mm -hmm. any, like any military, like these guys are just holding fucking airsoft guns, basically. (laughs) Yeah. They're super are paintball guns. They got their like army clothes at the surplus store. Right. And if and if I may, because you did, you, both of you did sort of like uh, uh, earlier, like lightly goad me into it, um, make my little sort of uh, CIA JFK Lee Harvey Oswald rant. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to be too too effusive about it. Um, but but what I will say is, um, if you think that Lee Harvey Oswald was not fucking spooked up to the goddamn gills, you are a goddamn fool. Like. You, you, you are a fucking U.S. government, like, official story, like, fucking shill. Like, like, you are a New York Times goddamn, like, like, come on, get, be fucking real. If you believe the official CIA story that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone, Blair is currently making a Soy Jack versus Chad meme to own you. I mean, I'm above that, but I would be psychologically um, in my yeah, brain. Yeah, sure. of course, of course. I would. I never want to insinuate that you would make a, that. You would make. I that. don't have the time I... for such things. For such <laughs> realities of that. Um, uh, 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 but but still, though, like, let's be like like learn any one fact. Learn one fact about Lee Harvey Oswald and tell me it's not spooked up to the gills. Like truly, like you know what I mean. Like he's he like goes to Russia and comes back without any consequences during the peak of the Cold War. Like like let's be honest here like like he defects from the fucking marine like the military after doing japanese intelligence to, to fucking russia like come on you guys if, if he didn't kill jfk like and i don't care about that like he was at least hooked up to the gills and was obviously the fall man you know like who fucking cares who killed jfk like he was obviously the fall- anyway it doesn't matter I'm they done. did I'm say done. the word uh, spook actually, a lot actually, in this blair, movie if you'll if blair if you'll watch marvel's eternals you'll find out that the gay eternal killed jfk well, fine. I don't care who killed JFK. That's the thing. I don't. It doesn't matter. It's the fact that they, this person who they said killed JFK, um, didn't because he's a terrible shot. If you, if you, also, if you, like, if you, if you, get his ass. <laughs> he's a worm. He's a little worm of a man. If, if you want some more uh, enlightening information on this, like I was very much like I, I was very much a heavy. I was. Prior to this year, I was a skeptic of the of the official story about Lee Harvey Oswald. But um, listening to the season two of Blowback really just like sent me fucking full tilt. Like no way, fucking same, same, CIA. Same. Because um, I will so not to like show my true crime ass. I'm a last podcast on the left listener. Uh, I wonder. Yeah, I, I was totally wondering agree. about that. Over the JFK. <laughs> And they're a little liberal for me in that in their interpretation, which is to say they drew no conclusion. It seems they did the same thing with their nine eleven series. Um, they're just not comfortable. Which fair enough, you know, wanting to not draw an official conclusion is is a fair thing to want to do. Um, 
unfortunately, all of the facts they provided definitely points to the direction of Leah Harvey Oswald being spooked up to the fucking gills. And then Blowback absolutely said that Lee Harvey Oswald is spooked up to the fucking gills. <laughs> like, so I, I, to continue about you showing your true crime ass, I want to say, like, I don't like last podcast on the left. Like, I've tried listening to it, and it's like, the, the jokes just, is, like, don't really It is really an acquired hit. taste. Their sense of humor Right, totally. Taste. Um, but the thing is that, like, I would rather it was, like, that kind of disrespectful about, like, dead people than the way that, like, most of, like, the true crime is like, oh my god, I'm drinking wine and talking about this woman who was murdered so three years ago. Oh, right. What I'm saying, like, you kind of have to be, like, you kind of have to be a freak. And if you, like... yes. You kind of have to be a freak about it. And if you're, like, not able to accept the fact that... If you love murder, <coughs> you have to know that you're a goth freak who loves looking at dead bodies. And yes. That's it. That's... It. Hey, that's not a bad place to be. You can do no. a lot of good from that place, you know? Exactly. Like, so true. you have to, if we, you if have we to did not ha- about if, being that place. You are not healing we- anyone. If we did not have goth freaks that loved looking at bodies, there would all of our morgues would be overflowing. I know, right? We need. It's the same thing about what, what you know, like what liberal gays will say, like we need people to make the babies. You know, like we need people uh. to look at the dead bodies. <laughs> Oh God! Um, that 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 like lashing out against true crime inspired by the finding out of what the most popular Patreon on God. Patreon is. Yeah. Did I you mean, see this? Did you see that Blair? That dust up from like I did, a week ago. Okay, this is so fucking unrelated. I mean, it's related to our conversation, but not related to the movie. We're um, already but, off on like the seventh tangent of a tangent. It, I will say as much. Um, true crime has always been a genre and always will be a genre. Um, yes. So if you have con- con- if you have contempt about it as existing as a genre, I don't know why you're listening to a horror podcast. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's my own opinion, I guess. Uh, uh, this does not uh, this does not reflect the opinions of fear baiting at all. Um, yeah, I, I have a I have a different opinion, but I'm open to I'm open to hearing yours. I'm I'm a liberal. I, it's a wide tent. <laughs> <laughs> what I will say is that like. Um, I don't know. It's 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 it is worthwhile because like the police departments don't do shit. Yeah. So like listening to their narratives about what crime is is useless. Um, and that's not to say PIs are perfect, right? <coughs> but but we we but to have that sort of like broad depth of information is I think useful. You know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you can't you cannot be prescriptivist about these things. You need to be taking all accounts into consideration. And sort of finding what feels, and and while you do these things, having a sort of like belief system you're interpreting through all the all of this information, and that is actually how you get to truth of things. Yeah. Yes, that Let's is say- my philosophical guideline to interpreting true crime. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, the like, the number one thing I've taken away from true crime is that cops always fuck up. They always ruin yes. it for the entire investigation for. <laughs> Decades down the line, and if yes. they can't find a murderer, the murderer is probably a cop. Absolutely. I mean, it's the fucking Golden State Killer for all things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and talking about last podcast uh, also anyways. reminded me that I need to buy tickets because they're here next month. So <laughs> I was going to do oh that. Oh my god, so. they're so Hell good yeah. live. They're so good oh, live. Oh man. Hey, not to plug other people, but they're so fucking good live. <laughs> <laughs> um. Ah. Uh, 
man. Sarah, you know what? Yeah, you would probably, because they're so fucking fun. Um, anyway, uh... I need uh, to go to another, uh, I need to go to, like, another podcast. I need to go to, like, A, another live show and send this, but I need to go to, like, a, a podcast live show. Like, I'm done to go to a concert. Like, I haven't gone to a concert in, like, almost ten years. Girl, but like I, I have a, the I will only, take you one of these days. The you come down to St. Paul. The only podcast shows I've ever been to are Mabim Bam and Mabim Bam. <laughs> yes, I mean, largely. Uh, we are getting so off topic. We are so <laughs> far off topic. So, like, Let's talk about some other things in Murder Psycho that we liked. <laughs> Let's talk about some other... My, my, I think my personal favorite of, about Murder Cycle is that, like... Like, like... In, I think I think in like a more current movie, I would be berating the way that the murder cycle shows up as like yes. a cheap jump scare because yes. it literally just like like the first time murder cycle shows up after that opening sequence is someone says, "Wait, I feel hold on, I feel something." And murder cycle like bursts out of some fucking saloon doors <laughs> in Kid Nation Street. Um, but like at, at, as the movie goes on, it's just like there's no pretext whatsoever. Like characters will just be talking, and then it'll just like hard cut to like like it feels like when you're playing Yakuza and you're running around Kamurocho, and then like you just happen to come across like a gang of toughs, and like the like the the street toughs pops up on the screen, and the the the, the guitar starts. Changing chugging and like Kiri like cracks his neck and like fists <laughs> up like the camera angle changes so you know you're in combat mode now like <laughs> whenever murder cycle shows up it's just like it's that you are in a first person shooter encounter for the next five to ten minutes have fun don't die but if you do die you have to get hit by motorcycle and do like a fucking ten turn flip <laughs> in the air <laughs> He appears on screen, and I immediately become Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the TV <laughs> meme. Yeah, that's, that's mo- motorcycle. It's motorcycle. The, the- <laughs> I, I am in this moment the soy jacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> motorcycle. <laughs> Is this? Should we get into like general ratings at this point? I there's still I feel like there's still a, a handful more that I would if, like if to. If people have yeah. points they want to like, if they people have things um, they want to, let me just. Oh God! Ooh, I want to talk about. I want to talk about uh, something. Sure. Yes, please go ahead. I want to talk about uh, my favorite death in this, which is when forensics guy dies because this fucking rocks. This is so good. (laughs) Yes, I think you. All right. Okay. Okay. My days. Okay. So forensics guy has kidnapped uh, Doctor Lee, and he takes her to the alien slime orb bunker. um, And the lighting in there makes him look like Phil Collins, and he's evil now. Mm -hmm. Um, And he says, "I want to be. I want to be the CIA man." And um, he's making her uh, take him to the to the alien orb. Uh, he gets there, they get there, and she, or Murder Cycle shows up inside of the bunker, and she gets the alien orb, um, she kicks Forensics Guy in the nuts, and then she runs, and then Murder Cycle is here, and he want orb, but orb not there. So he tracks down, he chases Forensics Guy down some hallways, and he comes out, he emerges on, like, a child's treehouse slide. And like, the <laughs> biggest child's treehouse slide you have ever- like, not, not only, like, long as shit, but, like, wide as fuck, too. Like, like this is, like, almost as wide as, like, this fucking- You know, you go to a fairground, you get one of those sacks, and you go down the slide, uh-huh. right? Like, yeah. This, it's that size. And he falls down this slide for 22 minutes. <laughs> he falls like, down from so many angles because the directors looked at me, at me personally, and they said, Roy, yes. you're gonna love this. And then Motorcycle yes. shows up. Once he's at the bottom, he's like, I'm gonna get you, Motorcycle. And then Motorcycle shows up at the top and he just like 
at a, at a, at a reasonable pace goes down the slide and just murder cycles him. It's so <laughs> fucking good. It's... <laughs> it rocks. <laughs> like... This is the moment where I was like, I, I, mean, there, I mean, there were so many moments before this, but this was another specific moment where I was just screaming. I was just screaming through the entirety of it. I was oh like, God. yes, 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 exactly. This is exactly what I want out of this situation. Um, I mean, like, R.I.P., you know? Yeah. R.I.P. to a real one, of course. Um, but, like, I was like, this is the fucking, like, like, literally, like, like, teleport yourself in a time machine to 2008. This is the most epic thing fucking ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, like, this is that, um, that one video that's, like, the most epic movie ending ever, and it's, like, a guy pulling out, like, a Derringer 22 out of his, like, wrist, and, like, shooting someone, and they explode, and the credits start. <laughs> it's so... Um, <laughs> There's before we before we get into ratings, there are two things I want to talk about. Which is one, Please, this, is a very, this is a very small moment, but um, after they meet Ditko, who is like uh, a freedom fighter guy, who like they knew, who like Kirby, one of the military guys knew. Um, he sounds I, like Doctor Frank. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like Doctor Frank. He's like he like walks around. He's like, I, hey, I'm Ditko, the freedom fighter. And then like the we get like ten seconds later, like Doctor Lee, like Doctor Lee says, like she is the protagonist of an adventure game. Hey, I found your. Are these your keys? I think you dropped them. And he says, "Oh, I guess I must have lost them somewhere." And it's like it just again jumping back to the FMV thing because this feels just like like the camera just lingers for like a half yes. second too long, and it feels like that is like the code trying to catch yes. up with the cutscene <laughs> and like cut to the other the other shot. <laughs> You're so the right. Other though, yeah. thing, the other thing I want to talk about was Phil Collins' hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. mean, be more descriptive. <laughs> No, no, I, I don't have to be more descriptive because Phil Collins' hot dog is a story that Roy has told me a couple of times, but never on this podcast. And it's one of my favorite stories of all time. And I want to get this, I want to get this etched into fear baiting history. Right. Okay. Well. Thank. First off, thank you so much for entertaining my Phil Collins hot dog story. Um, okay. So the reason this is coming up is because there's parts where a forensics guy looks like Phil Collins with hair. Looks like Phil Collins. Um, yeah. So okay. So my Phil Collins hot dog story. So. <laughs> when I was 20, uh, this was in 2009, uh, <laughs> I lived for about six months in Austin, Texas, and I was living with my then girlfriend, um, who's bad, uh, and she, she had, like, um, she was, like, before before we moved in together, she was living with her aunt and uncle, and her uncle was, like, um... He worked as like I don't know the job title, but he um he basically designed like the layouts for museum exhibits, and mm-hmm. um <clears throat> he had just finished up this like big new exhibit at the Alamo, so mm-hmm. him and all of these um you know museum people were gonna have this like launch party for this big Alamo exhibit, and it was down in San Antonio, and we were all gonna go there, and it was just gonna be, you know, cool, fun hanging out. Um, we're all driving there, and her uncle is like, uh, so... (laughs) So we got several of our, uh, exhibits for this, for this big thing, some pieces for this exhibit, from the personal collection of Phil Collins, because he's... (laughs) He's apparently a big 
real Alamo heads will know. He's like a big <laughs> a big Alamo fanboy. He's a real sicko about the Alamo, just like some people are big into the military and some people are big into jail. Sure, sure. Um, um, if I may, like, briefly interrupt, um, do you know Phil Collins is a Texas native? No, he's British. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Phil Collins is super British. Um, Because I, I felt like that was true, but I was like, maybe I'm misremembering. <laughs> No, he's just he just thinks the Alamo is super cool. Um, right, I, 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 more power to him, I guess. Yeah, so dude's so rock, he yeah, dudes okay. rock. So he donated some shit to this museum exhibit. So, um, my girlfriend's uncle is like, um, yeah. So we got some pieces from the personal collection of Phil Collins, uh, and he might show up at this party. So I was like, uh-huh. okay, unlikely. Sure. Um, so I kind of you know I was like, that's crazy and like it would pop into my head it was like a two-hour drive and it would just pop into my head every so often as we were going so we finally get there and we're there for a little while it's just in like somebody's house in the suburbs it's like a one-story ranch um just and the to, party just need, to, just need to um break it sorry to, sorry to break your stride bro i just need to note that i did just uh, control f uh phil collins wikipedia page for the alamo <laughs> and i did find out that in 2012 he released a book called the alamo and beyond a collector's journey see so <laughs> Um, so this party is, like, in these people's backyard, and it's, like, a cookout, right? They have, like, um, like, a projector set up in the backyard, and, uh, they're playing, like, some, some spaghetti western, basically, and then inside they have some other stuff. They're showing murder cycle. They're showing murder cycle. And, um, there's, like, a big long table where you can, like, make burgers and hot dogs and whatever. Um, at some point, maybe, like, in 45 minutes into it, like, everybody at the party kind of starts migrating into the living room. Uh, mm. And it's not like, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, making a big deal out of it. I just kind of noticed. So I go in there and there's this, just everybody is just crowded in like basically a circle taking up the entire living room. And at the center of it, you can barely see him because he's very short. He's like 5'5", five five, is Phil Collins. And everybody, everybody, yeah, everybody is crowding around Phil Collins. Everybody is pogging at Phil Collins being in this room. And I realized it was him and I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, so Phil Collins is here. This probably isn't going to amount to anything. This is fucking crazy. All right, whatever. So a little bit later on, I'm outside. Uh, I'm, you know... Get myself some potato chips and some salad, whatever the fuck it is. I'm in the line. I sure, kind sure, of sure. become aware of the presence of somebody right next to me. Um, and keep in mind, this is some fucking rando's house in the suburbs. Just like paper plates and like plastic oh, yeah. cutlery, you know, styrofoam uh, cups. And I, I, I glance. Potato salad in my mouth right now. Absolutely. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I glance over at the person next to me, and I like do a double take, and I'm like. That's fucking Phil Collins. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and he's he's standing right next to me. He's standing right next to me and he's assembling a hot dog for himself. Just minding his business making a hot dog. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my god, I'm standing right next to Phil Collins. I have to say something. But I... I'm not acquainted enough with Phil Collins. I'm not, like, a fan or anything. Sure, I don't really sure. care. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What do I say? I need to say something. And I'm sitting there thinking this for I don't know how long. And then 
I glance over again and he's gone. He's just <laughs> taken his hot dog Vanished and disappeared. Much like Murder Cycle, he just has disappeared into nothing. And then I didn't yes. see him again for the entire rest of the party. Sure, sure. But he but it was just the hot dog. Just the hot dog. Just the hot dog. He probably had some other stuff on the plate, but I didn't notice. All I noticed was him making the hot dog. And I was like, <laughs> I missed my chance to say something to Phil Collins while he was standing next to me at an Alamo party making a hot dog. What have I done? <laughs> and then later on, I realized, actually, that's perfect. That's how it should be. Yes. Right, honestly. Like, like yeah. what, what, like, I, I think if you had talked to Phil Collins, like, you would have felt like an asshole. He probably would not have enjoyed the conversation. I know, what the fuck was I going to say? Oh, relish, huh? You know, like, what? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, like. I hey, love, I heard I you did. On Tarzan. I was going to say, yeah, like, hey, uh, I saw Tarzan once. Yeah, I just, <laughs> hey, I fucking can, I can, no. I can, listen, I know it's taken it's taken a while for the ketchup to come out of that bottle, but I can feel it coming in the air tonight. <laughs> hey, I remember seeing Susudio on one of those bad music countdowns on VH1. You know, yeah. <laughs> what do you say to Phil Collins? <laughs> so here's my connective tissue that I feel like is genre related. So my roommate, um, her father is in a, in the 80s, it was a popular cover band, which is to say they were interviewed by people. <laughs> um, and they also, like, toured with not not the singer from Toto who did Africa, but the singer that came after in Toto uh-huh. from Africa. They toured with that man. Uh-huh. Um, so they, so, uh, but anyway, like, that is that, that like... It, it is that level of connected tissue that I have to <laughs> classic rock. You know when oh it's like, God. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no story there. There's no oh, story yeah. there. But it's oh, like, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I know someone who knows someone who was not actually like the the lead singer of Toto when the, they were at their peak, but was the lead singer of Toto. And my roommate's father like performed with them live. Oh my god, my dad! I have a ton of those types of stories since my dad in the eighties and like still kind of today is in a metal band. And like back in the eighties, he like he went on tour with um. This band called Blind Illusion, which was basically Primus before they were Primus. Um, love it. I love it. It rocks. Um, and he can just, my dad can tell me all kinds of shit about, like, oh, this famous metal guy is a fucking asshole. Or, like, this guy is really cool. Like, he, like, he's told me that the guy from, um, uh, Queensryche is a huge dickhead. Um, <laughs> which tracks. <laughs> but Les Claypool is super cool, <laughs> which makes sense. That also tracks. Oh my god, but yeah. Many, yeah. many stories. Man, I just, like... So this <laughs> sort of... I was, to connect this back to the film... <laughs> I mean, just broadly speaking, in a sort of, like, philosophical way, there's so many people who have the same level of talent as the people you're fans with. Uh-huh. Fans of, you know? Mm-hmm. That will never be famous. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, and that this is the, this movie is the version of that, you know? Yeah! Like, yeah, like all yeah. these people could be like million dollar actors in Marvel movies, but they're not because <laughs> they're about as talented as that, which is to say great. Like they have screen presence, but it's not amazing. Yeah, they're perfectly fine. They're, they're good. Perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, and I am impressed and enthralled by that in a movie yeah. like this. It's um, good. Because I expect <laughs> way less. I expect yeah. Way less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There's... There's a part where, um, somebody says three words, CIA, 
Yes. And I have to say two words. Movie good. Movie good. Movie good. I also have to say, I also have to say two words. That's letters. That's letters. Yeah. I said those words. Bitch, I said those words. <laughs> yeah, you did. I'm still in I'm still I'm still in do, joke do Ballard. Little sort of like um um uh, a sub uh, a superscript one subscript Blair Kitsch. <laughs> subscript, subscript Blair Kitsch. Like here, here, like just like, just like, I'll pretend like you're handing something down from your camera, and I'll just, I'll just grab that real quick. Like, <laughs> here, come on. <laughs> what is it, little joke? <laughs> okay, so on a scale of zero to five, Phil Collins hot dogs. How many <laughs> Phil Collins hot dogs are we getting this movie? Five, like five. Like just across the board, just fucking yes, yes, fully, yes. Full, it's five. It's fully loaded. Phil Collins hot dog. That thing's got ketchup, mustard, relish, like onions. Like this hot dog is yeah. These, these are five fully stacked hot dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, go ahead. Like oh no, it, yeah, yes. no, it's That's five. Something. It's this absolutely. It's five. It bangs. It's this is like the most fun I've had watching a movie in a long time and not just because like i was sitting here watching it with people and doing laughs about it like i've done that quite a few times in the last couple of years but this was this like i was engaged the whole time you know and i can't say that for a whole lot of movies because i'm not like i'm not like a big movie person you know and this was it was fun it was so much like it was beyond better than what i was expecting you know Yes. Yeah. yeah no absolutely um like yeah, again, I I, I, I I am I am on my knee I am on my hands and knees begging you to go watch Murder Cycle. Yeah, yeah. there are you got there it. are there are there are versions of this you can get for free. I just for the sake of streaming, I just didn't want to be watching one that did not have subtitles. Yes, like for both yes. my sake and for the sake of our audience. Mm-hmm. So. Right, of course, right, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like broadly speaking, just just sort of as a review of the entire season of Flocked Over that we've done this year, if you for next year, if you're like looking for oh. You know, finally, I'm at a point where all my good close friends are like boosted and vaccined and everything. You know, um, and I want to host a you know a party. Like review th- our lineup we had this year. What a fucking world class lineup we had this year. I <laughs> like, mean, like, like, and like, what a I, I just not this- a fucking. Like I, I want to be clear, past episodes of past episodes of Schlocktober, I do not think there is a bad one, right, but like no, we have watched some had fucking stinkers. Like no bad movies this year. Like there was not a fear dot com among this. Even Flatliners was really fun and extremely stupid. Like like they don't make stupid movies like they do anymore. And t- Flatliners twenty seventeen was an anomaly that I really appreciated. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. It was nostalgically stupid in a way. Yes, yes, know? it was stupid in a way that like mid two thousands movies are. That like late twenty tens movies are not anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this one, this one, this one is the, is, is the denouement, absolutely, of yes. the whole sort of fucking, like, fucking Roy, god damn it. Um, <laughs> you don't even know what you have. I, mean, I had no idea. Now, I, yeah, you now I know. You know what you had. I had no idea. It was just sitting yeah, there just, in my I memory just, for like 22 years. I just said let's throw this on for the list because Roy episodes are always bangers and like well, again course, as evidenced by the, the, the preceding yeah. hundred minutes yes but like so, movie wise I'm gonna fucking like flatter you into the grave yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> like 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 this is this is your third Schlocktober appearance right this is we, we had you on for Fear.com we had uh-huh. you on for Gremlins 2 and then this yeah um and <laughs> uh, Fear.com was 
Fear.com might be the worst. Fear.com is not the worst movie I've watched for this podcast. It was the least enjoyable and hardest to observe. It was boring. The Brotherhood of the Wolf Wolf episode that I did with Neve, like, that movie just sluiced off my brain. I could not tell you a single fucking detail. Like, I can tell you Mark (laughs) Dacascus was in Brotherhood of the Wolf. I can tell you that there was, like, cool fight choreography. Could not tell you a single fucking thing about Fear.com. Not I remember more about seeing Fear.com in Bargain Bins than I remember watching it um, for for October. However... I also remember that the promotional website for the movie was (laughs) Fear.com.com. What makes a good Schlocktober movie, which is so hard to get, you know, just by, like, seeing bad movie websites, which is sometimes how we do it, you know, which is fine, you know, like, it is what it is. Um, Not everyone has something they want to provide. Uh, But what makes a good movie is something that is, that feels cheaply made, but is exciting to watch. Yes. And this feels cheaply made, exciting to watch, and also, like... A really competently put together like this this is cheaply made but people who know how to make a good movie if, and they would make a better movie if they had more money but they mm-hmm. just don't and you right, don't and want the, them to have more is, money uh, because uh, they would have been right, corrupted I, I by say, it like, if, if, this, if this movie was better it would be worse yeah exactly fucking right exactly yeah. fucking right like like the, the epitome of a Schlocktober movie is one about which that statement is true like yes. if Flatliners 2017 was any better than it was fucking miserable experience all yeah, the way through yeah yeah um like <laughs> but let's before before you know we we talk for another hour about it um questions shall we we do oh, wait, wait, a, wait, we wait, 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 wait. before we go to questions oh, please, please, please. can we talk really 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 quick can we talk about oh, the please go ahead the very ass end of the movie yes okay so uh they I'm blow up like, motorcycle the end of this movie? Yes. he he gets exploded and then like immediately um, nerd guy Ditko comes up on a little, uh, the little with motorcycle fucking, with the passenger with, seat, and he's wearing a silly old-timey leather yeah, motorcycle helmet. Like, it, it basically might as well have the fucking, uh, like, the fucking Winn-Dixie horn. Like, <laughs> the <laughs> And he says, come on, get in, defect from the military, and Kirby and Dr. Lee go, hell yeah, dude. And they hop in, and they ride off into the sunset, and then there's a green slime arm, and it twitches a little bit. And that's motorcycle. There is an OT3 fanfiction waiting to be written about those guys. I'm excited to see you pull, I'm excited to see you write it, player. Well, okay, well, I'm open to commissions. (laughs) Yeah, if you're a motorcycle super fan, Blair will definitely. I've read, I've read Blair's fan fiction. It's good. It's good content. And it's often about murder. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Also, there was uh, a post production supervisor on this movie named Eric Cartman. <laughs> okay, that that's it. That's it. Questions. We're getting into questions. That's how we're we're leaving motorcycle with Eric. Well, we're leaving our discussion of motorcycle with Eric yes, Cartman. Yes, Milk succubus, milk succubus slash shower hater at milk succubus one. Over the course of this movie, we learned literally nothing about the dude in the motorcycle. If you could create a Lightyear style prequel to this movie about the random dude and his bike, what would be the story? I'm saying this dude was like originally when they were going to be they are like so. Power Rangers Ninja Storm is a bit weird because it starts with only three Rangers and then it adds two more who are like antagonistic to the characters for like the first ten Sarah, or so episodes. I love you so much. I love that you know this stuff. <laughs> 
<laughs> I watched please, that please, was please. like that. The, Power Rangers Ninja Storm was like the one that I watched, but like no, original. No, no, yes. like, no, I know, I know. Please, so please, th- please there's please, like no. there's there's the three Power Rangers. You got the red, blue, and yellow Ranger, and then there's like a like a like like they kind of look like Mountain Dew flavors. Like there's like sure. a dark like a crimson and like a, a, a darker blue Ranger who are like kind of like the bulk and skull to the main to the main three Rangers, but they join in eventually in the same way that like the Green Ranger does in the original Power Rangers. Uh-huh. Um. But I think that, like, if my origin story for this is that originally Power Rangers Ninja Storm had five Rangers, and then, and, and in addition, those other two Bulk and Skull Green Ranger guys um, were supposed to come in. But then they, at the last minute, they cut it down to three, and this guy was one of the two Rangers that got cut. <laughs> and, and he's like, fuck, I can't believe I'm lost again, and I found Murder Cycle. <laughs> I was thinking, like, a Venom thing. Mm. Oh, yeah, because it is, like, alluded to, like, Dr. Lee keeps having the brain blast about, like, yeah, I'm hearing these two voices, and one's human, and the other one I can't tell what it's mm-hmm. saying, and it's it's Mr. Motorcycle Man and then Motorcycle Alien having funny banter and being homoerotic, mm-hmm. and I think it would be good. I agree. Unilaterally, I agree. Of course I do. Um, body sharing is great, especially if it's aliens. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, shouts, out for, shouts out current season Friends at the Table. Love yes, bo- yes, shouts yes, out yes, to yes. body sharing. <laughs> Oh god, this is I this is the only season this is the only season of Friends at the Table that I've like made it past what I'm guessing is about the at least I'm assuming that it's past the halfway point sure. at this point, which is this is the first time I've done this. Like I made it maybe six episodes in a partisan. I got like maybe ten in the counterweight, which is like not the halfway point whatsoever for those. This is the first one that I'm actually writing out and I'm actually able to keep up with because it is like a season designed for me. <laughs> um I, and it's really fucking good. Is that a preemptive like, recommendation? Oh, I, I, this is not going to be a recommendation of the week. Not but a like, formal one, the, but... <laughs> the, like, pound for pound, the perpetual oratorio of Davia Pledge, the arc in this current Friends of the Table season, blows any other actual play shit I've ever listened to out of the fucking water. Which, admittedly, is mostly the Adventure Zone and, like, the, the four episodes that were released of Dungeons and Lesbians. But I, I, main, <laughs> I maintain peace. this. Dungeons, Dungeons and Lesbians... Given enough time, Dungeons and Lesbians was going to get there. I believe this. It was gonna, but, yeah. But that said... Hi, Fallon! Oh, hi! Hi, buddy! <laughs> Just walking um, behind me like a yeah. Bigfoot oh, and I didn't I even notice you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, Roy, what? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Navy sticks at Nickel Wolf. Should the motorcycle? Ha- okay. There's three questions here. Let's answer them. One- let's answer them one at a time, top okay. to bottom. So Blair, you answer first, and then we just mm. go down. Should the motorcycle have talked? No. Yes. Yes. Roy. Yes. yes. Okay. It said. It said. Khaleesi Winter is coming, and it was good. <laughs> Would you pick a different voice for it? No, 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 no. If it no. was going to talk, I would have been okay with it so long as it had its voice. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, okay. Would you trade the motorcycle talking for the nightman talking? <laughs> I'm not familiar. In a heartbeat. <laughs> uh, context for myself? The night, the nightman is the night king from Game of Thrones television series. I'm not um, going to watch it. Don't care. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> sure. There, there was just like in, in post Game of Thrones, we were just all kind of really just like rooting for the Nightman to speak English because it would have just been like a perfect summary. Because like in the books, like the 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 like the 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 ethereal like beings that the Nightman and all of the others are, like they do speak, but like they open their mouths and like the sound of a lake cracking comes out, which I think is such a cool fucking that detail. Is cool. Yep. Very and fancy, I think yes. that. 
if the Nightman had spoke perfect English, that would have been really funny. Uh, <laughs> I, I would have traded the motor- motorcycle talking for the Nightman talk- talking. We like, were convinced that he was going to speak the Queen's English in season eight. And say, eight, what and a delightful didn't. Caprice, Khaleesi. Yeah. Um, Hieronymus Goat at Curse Goat asks, if you could make anything into a murder vehicle, e.g. murder scooter, murder tractor, what would it be? Before answering this question, I would like to note that this is the plot of an episode of the mid-2000s TV series, The Batman. There is a bad guy, there is a bad guy who has nanomachines and he can turn any car that he, any vehicle that he touched into a super-powered future vehicle. Anyways, Blair, what is your, what is your murder vehicle? I was driving to Target today, I was behind a Jeep with a Punisher skull. That had that was made up of the American flag with a, a thin blue line through it as well. Um, and Classic that's what flag. I would like We're all to aware. See as a sort of murder vehicle, uh, would be a thin blue line Punisher skull Jeep. Um, next, uh, next question, Sarah. You want, you want that? <laughs> Do I want it? No, but I think it would be a good antagonist. Okay. Um, I, I think okay. Uh, for me, the moped. I just, I just think that's funny. Moped like just like a, so funny. a slightly <laughs> toned down version of the of the motorcycle. So better than mine. <laughs> Murder pad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Same brain. Roy. Uh, hold on. I'm putting a. I'm getting my picture of it. Oh please. Oh my gosh. Here uh, we go. I'm, I'm looking there it at is. guest room. Put it. Oh God! Okay, so for the listening audience, um, uh, oh, because Sarah fucking exited frame. Um, uh, we're talking. Uh, 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 flash yourself back to being five years old, um, and you're in a little, um, yeah, one of those plastic uh, red it's and the yellow. The little tykes, yeah. Yeah, little tykes, sort of like cars. <laughs> oh my God! There's nobody who didn't have them because they were all twenty five dollars. Yeah. Classic. Oh my god! Specifically, this is one that this is literally an actual car that has been made to look like what? Yes, I mean it's got its it's it got rocks. UK. First of all, it's got its UK license plate mm-hmm. on it. Second to that, it has the most British people alive. Look, it. <laughs> get their asses! Oh I mean, my god! Like it's a ball. My, it's, a, it's an egg shaped man and his blonde wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to be clear, also, alive. by the way, if if my. If my audio of me laughing there sounded weird, it was because I was literally screaming into my bed, into like the mattress on my bed, so that I did not like disturb my parents with my fucking hyena shrieks. Yeah, yeah. I looked up from the image that Roy sent me and saw you were con- entirely out of frame. <laughs> oh my god! Alternately, what if um, this? Oh. Uh, uh, oh my god! Oh, oh. <laughs> we have the Flintstones and not, not the cartoon version of it, the live action of it. Um, live action Flintstones. <laughs> Sarah, can I have you link all of these in the show description? God, yeah. Let me. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. I. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Or if you can link me the source image, if you can link me the source image on these, so that I'm not linking to Discord.app.com/slash/attachment/slash/whatever. <laughs> yeah. I would really appreciate that. Uh-huh. Um. Further questions. Uh, Jasmine Marsh at Pidmon. What if the Stig was full of bugs? <laughs> I mean, what if you know? What if? What not? if the Stig? I, how, can we can we confirm that he's not? I mean, <laughs> it would be more horror. This that the thing is about that is that it would be more horror centric. This movie would be become a horror movie and not an action sci fi. Just put a fun, if listen listen. If you want a Stig full of bugs, just put a motorcycle helmet on Tony Todd and you're there. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, fair enough. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, T, T at colon tie 420. Two questions. One, what is your elevator pitch for a potential murder cycle sequel? Mm. Um, I think the, I think the, the leg should meet up with the other leg and then they just like reassemble the lower half of the torso and they just make a unicycle. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But murder- also, and then they go against the, so, and then, and then that, that, that trio <laughs> that leaves, that defects, uh-huh. that, 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 that unicycle murder cycle, uh, attacks that trio. We're talking a real good movie here. I'm actually visualizing a real good movie here. Um, yeah. You, can you? Like, I'm manifesting like, a really like, good movie. Because because they're like they're they're on the lam. They're like relaxing. You know they're they're in they're in a trailer in like Arizona or whatever, um, or New Mexico or whatever. Um, and they're like you know they're in, like they're in the Alamo. Living, Phil Collins like, is there. Yeah. You know, and then and then they they hear a crime report. You know, and it's like. Plasmic blast destroys human being, or like something to, to that. Okay. Right, it's like it's like it's like it's like it's like the start. It's like the start of Final Destination two, and like like when they find like the paper of like Alex Brown mur- found dead in mm-hmm. in Paris or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, and they're like strapping on their combat gear. It's like we're back at it again. We got to do psychic at- commissions again. We got to do skull <laughs> covers again. <laughs> 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 Dr. Dr. Lee settled down with a nice wife in the meantime. Yeah. Oh my god. Again, she's she okay, I said she was 90s hot. It's necessary when we say people are 90s hot to know that is that is also equivalent with them being lesbian hot. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. The thing is about the 90s is that nobody knew that every hot girl they thought was hot was also just fucking other women. Um <laughs> Like, that's just true. Like, like that whole sort of, like, self-conscious... Because I feel like straight girls and gay girls have, like, become sort of separate and, and sort of... Phys- yeah. Like, post that. For that. You didn't know. <laughs> 90s hot was the same thing as, like, lesbian hot. And now lesbian mm-hmm. hot is just 90s hot. But th- anyway. Um. <laughs> it's true. I can confirm. <laughs> Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, sometimes I feel like I'm talking out of turn when I say these things, but then, like, I'm always talking about them to a lesbian, and they're like, you're right. But and Yeah, but then you're correct. All my friends correct. are lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> Honorary lesbian. Just because all, all every yes, absolutely, yes. Yeah. Um, also from T, considering that PETER is an acronym, what does it stand for? And PETER is like, we didn't mention it in the show, but like PETER is like the name of a thing that they don't like discuss in detail. So I think just top to bottom, we should go like, uh, uh, like what, what's the, what's the, like the, the improv game where it's like one word story or whatever. Yes. I will start. Piss. So, <laughs> uh, uh, T. These. Piss eating what? These. Um. Uh, 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 effusive. Piss eating these effusive raspberries. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Piss we didn't eating. make a sentence. We just didn't make a sentence. But that's fine. <laughs> we, did, we did. We can try again. I mean, we can try again. I'm, I'm down to try <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah. Let, let, let's go, um, let's start with Roy um, this time. Make sure Roy gets. Make sure Roy gets a double double. Okay. Um. Uh, Roy, please. Um. Uh, enjoy. Twenty. <laughs> Erotic. <laughs> Please enjoy. Twenty erotic. Um. 
What is a word that starts with the letter R? That's not, not the jump term, but role players. Role players. <laughs> I guess role players or um uh like I literally can only think of the word raspberries. Please enjoy twenty raspberries. Erotic raspberries is like not bad. <laughs> rats. <laughs> rats. Yep. Rat. Please enjoy twenty erotic rats. Please enjoy twenty erotic uh, uh, um, receptacles. Please enjoy twenty erotic. Uh, yeah, please enjoy yeah. twenty erotic receptacles. Yeah, <laughs> it's gangbang season. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Oh my god! Uh, Tremendous. <laughs> last question from Countless Cosmos, uh, or sorry, Countess Cosmos at Casey Cosmos. What cool details do you get on your own personal mur- motorcycle? Cool ass and nothing else. <laughs> Um, I mean, this is effectively a cutie mark, right? Yeah. This is a cutie mark for bros. Um, I don't have anything cool. Uh, I can't even, I can't even concretely put a tattoo on my own human body, you know what I mean? Like, uh, though I do often think about putting, like, this sort of, like, uh, you know, there's those bumper stickers that say, like, this this himbo, this bimbo speeds for male pedestrians. Um, I want like a himbo version of that. This himbo speeds for male pedestrians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Roy, what's on your murder cycle? Amogus. Oh. Okay, so of course you have the most correct out of, answer. Out of the fuck, out of the fucking park. All right, let's get the recommendations. Uh, why do we even have you on? <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, Blair, you want to go first? Oh, recommendations. Um, I didn't forget this time. <laughs> so, what I'm actually going to recommend this week uh, is not like a sort of thing that I... Well, you know... So, I'm actually going to just recommend that, like... Um, I'm going to plug. I'm going to plug someone else that's not myself, if if that is all right. Um, my roommate is, is an amazing crocheter. She uh, crochets blanket she crochets like a rig those crocheted like stuffed animals that are japanese amigurumi Amigurumi. yes yes yes. um she is selling them if you want to commission her for a blanket or or like wall art or like a pillow that's like a mandala pillow or things like that um or um she was she was she is very affordable and she is looking to and she has all the yarn so you're not spending you're she's not you know she's got the, all the materials um it's about 50 to 60 bucks a pop if it depending on complexity um hit her up at punky heart on twitter she will give you the details she is so easy to work with she's lovely and also we're looking to we're looking to build up a deposit money to our new place that we're moving into so you're helping out me and her and also getting yourself some nice uh crocheted artwork again like look at her twitter she's made some beautiful things both for myself you know and and you know other people uh like gorgeous pieces of work uh she's very very talented and um you know, of course, this is for personal interest, but also because I think she's talented and people deserve nice things in their life. <laughs> this is true. Yes. Um, I've got I've got two recommendations this week. One is like an actual like piece of thing, and the other was completely conceptual. Um, <clears throat> the actual piece of thing is that um, after we finished watching Murder Cycle last night, uh, I watched I rewatched Thirteen Ghosts with uh, my partner Sophie, mm. and I 
we've done that movie on this podcast before. Yes. Um, so if you want to hear my thoughts in depth on that, you can go listen to that. But I just want to say that, that movie is like really stupid in all the greatest ways. Like, like it's the Tony sleepover Shal- movie. Tony Shalhoub is like comically out of place in it. Um, I uh, Raw Digga is like genuinely hilarious. She is like she like you know, she was like a rapper who was like just you know just did a couple of movie roles and like I think she's like she matches Matthew Lillard in that movie, which is yes. like that is a hard thing to do. For no reason, yes. Why she she's. She, her her like Matthew Lillard Matthew Lillard's best scenes are with or everyone's every character's best scenes in that movie are with are the ones when they are interacting with Matthew Lillard but Matthew Lillard's best scenes in that movie are the ones when he is interacting with Rod Digga mm-hmm. and um I just I really enjoy that movie. The one problem that I have with it is that they really blow their load with the kills super early when they have that lawyer get sliced in half like sideways hot dog style. Um and it's a great kill, but they really just don't do too much inventive after that. Um but I digress. Great movie. Other thing I want to do, do that just fucking do something that you thought was cringe for a while. Like anything that you in 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 your if you did not if you went to college Anything you diagnosed as cringe in your college years, or anything you died if you didn't go to college, anything in the years 18 to 22 you diagnosed as cringe, such as me wanting a butterfly knife trainer, which I purchased and I've just been fiddling around with. It fucking rules. Do something that you once thought was cringe. Live your life fucking do do your shit. I love your recommendations <laughs> recently because they're like therapy sessions. It rules. <laughs> um, Roy, go ahead. Do you have any recommendations to speak for us? Um... Uh, let's see. Uh, I forgot this was a thing because I always do. That is all right. Um, is there any TV you've loved recently? Any music you've loved recently? Oh, I can do music. I was about to ask uh, Fallon to make a choice for me. Should I recommend um a music or should I recommend Scum Villain? I've been thinking about Scum Villain a fucking lot. Scum Villain is not for the weak hearted. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of System of a Down lately. Absolutely. Oh, right they fucking on. whip. Uh, yeah. They Ooh, rock. Yeah, right yeah. on. Yeah. Lies from the tablecloth. Let's fucking go. And, uh, and perhaps secondarily to that, whatever scum villain is. Yeah, so Scum Villain's self-saving system is a novel written by the same author who wrote Modazushi. It was her first novel. It's the most online thing I've ever read in my life. Like, the the character, the main character in it is this guy who um, reads a an internet novel so bad that it makes him so mad that he dies from it and then he becomes the the main antagonist in that novel um and he has to like try to change the plot of the novel so he doesn't get killed by the protagonist and in doing that he accidentally makes the protagonist fall in love with him <laughs> so if you have the stomach for such things <laughs> If not, listen to System of the Down. System of System the Down, of rather. The down. Or, um, either one, Serge, either one. A Serge, uh, what is his name? Serge, um, what's his Serge name? Serge Canyon? Yeah. Uh, yeah, listen to his, because I also got real, I remember being in middle school and getting really into his solo work as well. <laughs> <laughs> I got to credit them with uh, letting the Mars Volta tour with them in the mid-2000s and me getting to see the Mars Volta like four times on that tour. <laughs> yes, oh my gosh. Yeah. God. Oh man. Um, Roy, what a treat it is to have you on. Every yeah! Time. Always, what always, a treat it is to always speak with you every time, no matter what context. <laughs> 
Gosh. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, honestly, when is Blair going to go on Nightmare and Era? Ooh! <laughs> Nightmare of Blair! I'm, I'm, so, you just say when and I'll be there. <laughs> oh, hell yes. Hell yes. Let's I need, fucking I go. need this. I need this in my life so desperately. It's true. I, the thing, the thing is, the, the the tragic part about like this about the only podcasts Blair does being with me are that I cannot listen to Blair podcasting. <laughs> like but the thing is, is like people just need to invite me on. I'm here. Right. They. <laughs> I'm, I'm, say, show. I'm I will saying. I talk this. about things. I love to talk about things. <laughs> I'm what? saying I'm Blair, go on, Blair, go, Blair go on Nightmare Nara, Blair go on oh Pot of Greed, Blair just run the fucking tables of every every single noise space show you can guess <laughs> on, you should guess on. This was not about gassing me up, this was about gassing fucking Roy up. Roy, you are, <laughs> enough about me. Roy, you are a treat, we love to have you on. Um, Sheesh, I love to be on, thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Um, and to boost your own ego, do you have anything you would love to plug for us tonight? Uh, I do. Um, first off, I do want to second your, uh, recommendation because I have two little kitty-sized hats that your roommate made me. <gasps> That's um, right, I forgot she yeah. made those for you. Oh my god. Because yes. I donated to the Mildred Fund. Um, yes, 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 <laughs> when Mildred was having medical difficulties, yeah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> because I love Mildred. I would die for Mildred and Simba. But, um... Yeah, I, I keep looking back because the kitty's back there, but neither neither of them will let us put the hats on them, but uh, we have them, and someday I'll get them on their heads. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> so I'll, I'll second that, but my plug, so I do Night- Not A Roy's Nightmare Era, which is where me and a guest every two weeks uh, read some creepypasta. I have been doing uh, weekly episodes just for this past month because it's October. Um, right, I and have. I was on an episode. You were on an episode. You were on an episode uh, about blood whistle. Here it is, cry. Here it's cry. <laughs> and uh, me and Fallon just put out an episode a couple of days ago about Danny Phantom creepypasta. And ah, yes, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I recorded another one last night because I got a little bit off schedule. So I have another one coming out tomorrow, which is about Sonic.exe. And are you also a killer? Are you? Are you also, by chance, a killer? Are you also a killer? <laughs> Words that they said in one of the Danny Phantom pauses that we read. <laughs> so there's that. And then I also do with Fallon. Podcasting is forbidden in the cloud recesses, where we talk about Modazushi, and it's very fucking good. Um, it's very good. We're getting into the Joker territory of it. <laughs> I forgot they get blood married in this next episode. Fuck yeah. <laughs> How could I forget they got blood married in this one? Oh my god. It's they spend real. Everyone fucking tune in to that shit. <laughs> Blair, Blair, when will Blair, you, I, I really do need a Blair is forbidding in the pot. Oh, Blair is forbidding in the pot recesses. I did like blow other people's ass up. Blair, come on and talk about gay blood wedding. Just have me on and I will be there. <laughs> Seriously, this next episode, they spend 21 minutes completely owning a guy for being a fucking simp and an asshole, and then one minute getting evil gay blood married. I, oh my god. <laughs> the show rules. Um, so, oh Roy god. Does Amazing Podcast is 
the conclusion of this. Yes. Um, yes. You should listen to all of them because Roy is the funniest motherfucker alive. Um, Roy also runs oh. a fucking Pokemon draft league, which is like unreal. Oh, yeah. That like she Roy works a fucking full time job. No, I don't. Takes, I work a like, part time job. They won't give Roy me. Roy works a fucking. Yeah. Roy works a fucking part time job. Like bust her ass at that. Like does eighty podcast is like the most prolific podcast <laughs> guest that I know of. Like takes care of two extremely round and small cats. <laughs> like. Ha- like has has, has 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 wife <laughs> and wife. also runs a fucking pokemon draft league which i just don't know how you do it yes, i don't yes, either yes. i'm gonna die <laughs> it's like gonna happen but um, whatever because sarah has the longest plugs i'm gonna plug myself first uh <laughs> yeah do that. um it's literally you just find me on on t- on twitter at blur uh again i do i do like sort of like um, hobby-based graphic design work. If you have like a small niche thing you want, graph- like a like a sort of like 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 the album art for, or like a like an image like graphic for, like hit me up. I'm cheap, I'm affordable, and I'm very easy to work with. And I love, yes. I love um, creating things that help people's dreams become realized. So uh, hit me up. <laughs> I will Photoshop some bullshit for you, uh, Sarah. Blessings. <laughs> Hey y'all, it's me, Sarah. Uh, sorry for the weird edit, but uh, I just realized mid-editing that I had not shouted out our musicians. So thank you very much to people you meet outside of bars for providing our incredible intro and outro music. They've done all of our Schlocktober themes and also our regular theme music. Uh, yeah, go find more of their music under uh, gaygothvibes.online. Thanks. Yeah, uh, we are uh, at Fearbaiting on Twitter. We're also patreon.com slash fearbaiting. Um, I'm mentioning that just out of like habit, but I'm actually going to pause the Patreon for two months because we are taking a uh, we are taking a podcast break. Um, November, so no, ep- fucking, so much fucking content for you, you know. Yeah, it's been busy. School is really kicking to high gear. Um, November, no pod, no podcast episodes unless Blair is so inspired to like do a solo app, which I, I could you I, imagine? I, I, I'm moving. Right. Could you imagine? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but um. And uh, December, like, I'm not committing to anything aside from, like, the fact that I want to do a Saw 7 rewatch now that yes. I've seen the other, the preceding six. Um, probably going to organize that with, with you, Blair, and uh, Morgan. Morgan when in more details, yes. yes. Um, so the Patreon's going on pause. Um, we, we're going to have an episode, maybe two, between now and the end of the year. Um, but, uh, so we'll be seeing you in January, back, yes. in, back in full force in the new year. Yes. Um, Where else can we find you, though? Yes. Uh, well, I just want to say thank you to the people on Patreon who are uh, Luna Wolf, Palmer, and Paul Bechdel. We love you all so much. Uh, I'm, yes, on Twitter yes, at Sun- yes. I'm on Twitter at SunHatGenia, Um Thank you to Noisepace.xyz and Matt Gamecube for creating Noisepace. Uh, it hosts so many great podcasts like the aforementioned Podcasting is Forbidden in the Cloud Recess, the aforementioned Nanoray's Nightmare Nera, the Wonder Yerks, Special Great Snacks, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, all podcasts that I do. Yes. Um, so many great shows on that network. Thank you so much, Matt. Um, thank you so much to you for listening. Uh, especially like, I think that like, I, I truly think that these past two months have been like the, some of the best episodes that have been, that have come out for really fear baiting in a long time. And I, I, I've just been really happy to like put out this caliber of content. And I really hope that you all have enjoyed it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this sounds like, this sounds like I'm saying goodbye forever. I promise I'm going to, we're going to be back in a little bit, but, um, yeah. Uh, oh, you know oh, 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 um, really weird, you know, weird and rough for everyone, I think, you know, so like yes. having, having a sort of like a couple months 
like this where like we're doing shit we're doing projects you know has been really rewarding and we yeah. appreciate everyone who's been listening and participating mm-hmm. so much yeah uh, and keep an eye on keep an eye on noise space uh re re forward re zero uh coming to a podcatcher near you soon hopefully uh yes. the re zero rewatch podcast i'm doing with my girlfriend neve um but i yeah, I think that's everything. So until we until we're back for Saw Seven, the until we're back for September in, in until we're up back for Christmas in September. <laughs> uh, I'm Sarah. I have been Blair, and with us we have it's me, Roy. Yes, and remember. Oh yeah! Oh, it's me that has to say it. Yeah, you cut could that put shit, a Roy. fucked up guy anywhere. Yes. Good night, everyone. Night. <laughs>